What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Of the Shattered Order podcast, I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? What's up? Who's ready hey, to hey. talk some swaga? I'm down. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm uh, I'm I've... excited for these listener questions in this uh, kind of slow week. So <laughs> it's nice to have yeah. people with questions that can fill in these gaps because been crickets lately indeed it's perfect uh you know we kind of have a slow week and for once we actually have something to do a ton of listener questions and i haven't read all of them but i read a few of them and hey i mean y'all brought the sausage i'm pretty excited about the questions it's gonna be some good stuff brought the sausage i I thought you were gonna it was the best i could come up with i i don't know what else you bring to a podcast I, I'm trying to think if that's an actual saying. If we said, if you said the saying wrong, if we're gonna hear about that all this week, because I thought it was brought the sauce. I don't know. That might be what it is. <laughs> Either way, we're gonna hear the the true way to say it sometime this week. So, yeah, I'm sure probably somebody will correct me. It's always nice to have, you know, all these people to help keep us honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we have these people come here. Right, exactly. So Everyone feeds us the answers in um, chat, and we just say them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, it is apparently um, vacation season? It is for me. Is that a, is oh, that a thing? It's... Huh. It's like just past vacation season, which means that's what I go because everyone else won't be there. I'll tell you one thing that the, the makes sense <laughs> for me, right? I work the weekend and the first part of the week. And so my weekend is always Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people work those days. So when I go to the store or the mall or basically anywhere i don't have to deal with people at all and i've kind of gotten used to that in the last six years so i don't like to get into a bunch big crowds and wait in lines for things so i'm excited for vacation season (laughs) coming up here i'm uh finally getting going on that cruise uh in here in a few weeks so i know you had yours i know you had yours earlier i'm about to get on mine i'm pretty excited so yep heck yeah that'll be fun 
And of course, we are doing this on a Wednesday night, which is a little unusual. And we're doing that because it's also vacation season for me. Soldier Female and I are going to the lake this weekend. Um, Just going to go hang out, paddleboard, kayak, and uh, do some hiking and swimming. And yeah, it's going to be fun. I think you should have get Sultry Female to wear a GoPro the entire time. So when you're on the paddleboard and you fall, we at least have it on video. I'm pretty good at paddleboarding. I won't fall unless I'm like doing something exotic like a You like will a, if I pay like her standing to up. slam hers into yours while you're standing up. That would not be very nice. We'll yeah, pass. But it would be great for the intro video. I'll just replace the picture of you sitting there talking with you falling off the paddleboard every every time we start the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, whatever. So the other thing that I am super excited about, and I I really need everyone's help, um... Y'all have been so supportive of us doing this podcast, and we appreciate it, whether it's through downloading feedback, whatever it is. Uh, But I need your assistance. Um, Me and my friend have officially started our fantasy football podcast. It is called The Dynasty Diehards, and, you know, we talk a little bit more dynasty than most typical podcasts, but we still kind of, we're covering everything. We've got two episodes recorded. One's actually already out. I'll put the feed in the show notes so you can check it out if you'd like. I would really appreciate it if everyone would go and subscribe, download, and check it out. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think um, because, you know, we all love fantasy football here. And, yeah, it's it's kind of fun to be doing another podcast and talking football. It's so exciting. <laughs> For sure. So, um. There's that, and there's one other thing I kind of wanted to mention. Uh, shout out to Raspair, who gave us an iTunes review, who actually had a really, really good suggestion. This sort of feedback that we look for, you know, where we say, let us know what you think, or leave us a review, or whatever. And they actually suggested that we look into something uh, like Kahoot, or some other free online quiz thing, where we can do trivia and have other people actually doing trivia as well so this is something i am looking into that seems like a really cool idea i don't know if there's anything out there that we can implement that will you know allow us to do the variety of questions that we do so if anyone out there has any ideas or knows of ones that has a wide variety of answers styles you can give let me know because this is this sounds like a really great idea and it's something that i think would be really cool if we could get to work i like the idea of having leaderboards you know so people can take the quiz and see how good they get and uh up against everyone that listens to the show see where they're at with it that would be really cool so that would be awesome good idea raspair or rasbear i don't know I don't know what I did there, but yeah, I like like the feedback. Appreciate it. Indeed. All right, you ready for this next thing? Always ready. All right, well, I should get the soundboard to the right place. Hey, guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? 
Well, uh, this was not a super exciting week for me, but I do have a few things that I did that I'm fairly excited about. Bison and Scarf Rebel Pathfinder are now gear 12. They have all of their pieces on them, except Bison is missing one of the gear 12 pieces. That's excluding gear 12 plus. Uh, so I got that ship up to like 149 speed. So it is quite speedy for that ship. I also added a gear 12 piece onto uh, Vader to make his ship a bit faster. I added a piece onto Scion uh, because I got a full craft in the most recent raid. That was really exciting. And um, so I've kind of been focusing on ships more you know, kind of by doing that. And it seems to have made a difference. I've been holding much better in arena. It's been a pretty easy week, you know, in ship arena for me. Regular arena is still, mm, it's a little sketchy, but that's okay. Uh, I spent some crystals. I got Bastila Sean to five star. I'm buying her wherever she pops up because let's be honest, she's legit as hell. And I want her at seven star ASAP. Uh, is she some, too legit for you to quit buying her crystals? Is that like a double negative or too legit? Not, or I don't know. She's <laughs> she's so legit, I can't quit. Yeah. There you go, all right. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I also spent a ton of furnaces. I think I, I crafted what, like, uh, six furnaces and put them on various characters like Luminara, Ewok Scout, Jedi Consular. Just because I had the stuff sitting around, you know, I had, like, 1,100 syringes and a decent amount of shower drains, so I started crafting some furnaces and sticking them on characters. And then, th this was the big highlight of the night. That, um, two pretty awesome very sliceable mods. And when I say sliceable, I'm talking about mods that, you know, will be pretty high priority to get sliced whenever slicing is available. I got a arrow, 30 speed, that is, um, let's see, it is a crit chance set bonus. And this bad boy ended up having 1.3% offense as secondary and a lot of defense. Um, not... The defense is fine, but 1.3% offense, that's going to jump to almost 4% offense once it's sliced. That is going to be super awesome for some characters. And the other mod wasn't too dissimilar, except it was a different shape. It was a diamond. I was so happy when I saw this in the, in the shop. So check this out. All right, so it's a speed set bonus diamond. It had... Offense, speed, and offense percent as secondary stats. It also had tenacity. Tenacity did not proc at all. Great sign. Offense proc'd once, speed twice. So it ended up at 0.44% offense, 16 speed, 76 offense, and 1.35% tenacity. And that bad boy is now on Treya, and it will be sliced shortly after I get the stuff to slice the mods, because that's a really good one. I am a huge fan of, you know, offense secondaries. 
<laughs> yeah, that does sound like a good nod for sure. Have the double on the offense there and get speed twice proc. That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Sid Vicious. No, he did not, not mean spliceable. <laughs> Everybody in there splicing. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, lost it. Never mind. You were you go, going somewhere? <laughs> Mubaka said slice and dice in the Halo voice. Uh, yeah, slice and dice. I like it. That's uh, may need to get that. As a as an audio drop, that'd be good. <laughs> Part so of the drop. So, what did you yeah. do this week in Swaga? Literally, it's been five days since our last podcast, and I feel as though nothing has really even happened for me. But there are a few small things. I did seven star Dooku, you know, so I'm ready for the Dooku meta to return. Um, Ooh. So, if that ever happens, I'm in a good spot now. Um, I got, I got L- Lando to six star, but only with shards. He's still two star. Nice. And then also I have uh, Krennic. I got Krennic to seven star this week. So I think the only few farms I have from fleet as far as characters go, because I would much rather farm these guys there than uh, on their stupid cantina nodes. But I think I only have ISC left in... As a 16 energy cantina node farm that's also in fleet. So he's just, I think I just got him six stars. So I just need about 100 more on him. And I think I have most of the cantina farms done except for Lando. Yeah. But who knows if I'll farm Lando. (laughs) You you should, even though you have that two star Lando, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I've been I've been working on ISC and Gar as well. I think they're both like ninety out of hundred. I'm so close. I thought I was gonna get them done before the podcast, but nope. It'll be next week before I get to share that. Yeah, I, I farmed Gar straight up on his node a while back before they started adding a few more things to uh, the Cantina, like before Sith uh, Marauder and Crew. I farmed Saxon, so I had him at seven stars, but I just. I never went to ISC because I'm like, you know what? I don't have any characters in fleet, not fleet, guild event. I keep saying fleet. Guild event uh, stores. I don't have any characters I need to buy there, and I always have a massive chunk of currency, so I just buy them there whenever I see them. But nice. that's how I got Krennic because I wasn't about to farm his hard node. So, um a gear 12 Paplu, so the only Ewok left I have that is not gold. Well, sorry, I did not gear 12 Paplu left. I need 20 stun guns salvaged to finish him to gear 12. Then he'll be gold, and then I'll have low grade to go, and he's about 3 out of 6 on gear 11. So almost all of my Ewoks are gold now. It's nice and super fun to play with. I, um, I kind of wish this you, was a light side territory battle so I could play with them all week, but next time. How excited, or I should say, what are you going to do with them when we get to our next territory war? Are you going to throw them on offense or defense? Well, the last territory war, I throw them on defense in our front experimental zone or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and so they, they went... Uh, I think they had three defenses. 
So I'm kind of thinking if I put them further back on the board, they'd probably do better off because by that point people will have burned through some of their better teams and they are pretty good defenders. So I'm probably going to throw them like further back on the territory board on defense next time. Oh, yeah. Most of the time nice. territory wars happen literally on the Saturday I work and then on the Monday I work in the same week. So doing offense would mean I had to run offense while I was sleeping or at work, and it's really hard. So uh, most of the time I just set defense on uh, territory war and do offense as I can. But So I'd like to put some of those stronger teams on defense, but we'll yeah. see. Makes sense. I went three out of four of the last pit raids getting boombox salvage, so really Woo. excited about that. Uh, I met, I'm back up to 700 salvage, I think. So I think I'm just going to start throwing those on every Rookie person numbers. that wants them. Yeah. You don't. You don't already do that. Nope. <laughs> That's why I, I try to get of rid them. of them as quick as I can. I, yeah, I don't have. I can't put any on any one. If I were to go through my one million ally coins, I could probably do that over and over with those because everything you need to build the boombox would be taken care of by the uh, bronziums, but yeah. I just have not spent the time doing that. So I will probably do that at some point and get rid of those things and build up some GP, but so many of them. And no one... I, immediately go on people when I get them so or when I get full ones and then I don't use the salvage it's just obnoxious but the let's see I finally decided to start doing those this is random I finally started doing those basic training events they've been sitting there forever I just never mess with them so I finally oh, started yeah. doing those I forgot about those when I started doing those I'm already I'm on the the first order one right now I'm on the last okay, one for nice. that, so I'll start whatever the fourth one, and I think the fourth one's the last one, probably tomorrow, and then finish that off. But eh, I just wasn't interested at first, but now I'm gonna finish those off. So, Sid Vicious boom boxes are Mark. I don't know Mark what they something are. There's something Nubian scanners, scanners from the uh, pit raid. Yeah. Uh, th and the and other thing, no. Chewbacca, no, they are not stackable microwaves. They're boomboxes. Jeez, people, come on. You can't change what's already been established. Come on. At least in this podcast. I don't know what they're called elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, and then the last thing is I'm thinking of starting to do some of those quests just because I'm tired of my yep. screen being filled with them all the time. So I think I might start actually doing those and try to get them off of my screen, but... I, I actually enjoy the quests. They're kind of fun. Uh, I've been trying to get the Jedi one. I'm getting pretty close to being at um, completing the second tier of that. So that'll be gotcha. fun. Yeah, for sure. It's it's I have I'm I don't think I'm any very far on those at all on my main account. On my alt account, I'm pretty far on them, but. Uh, and, that, and that's just from not even trying, but we'll see how it happens. I just tired of them clogging up that uh, the quest screen. And then yeah. something that we see mentioned all the time, and I'd like to throw it out there, 
Does, I'm so tired of seeing that red dot on on the uh, guild screen every time I log in. So tired of that. It's literally my least favorite part of the game. It's so I'm obnoxious. not even exaggerating. I'm like, oh, what, I, what quest do I have to turn in? Oh, it's nothing. It's literally it, nothing. If it showed up because I was close to not getting my 600 or something along those lines, it makes sense. But it notifies you to let you know that your thing's reset, I guess. I don't know. It just, oh, I hate it. I, I was under the impression that every time you hit a new tier of the guild challenge, it, it dropped a red thing as well. Mm, maybe. All I know is I, I wish I could just turn it off. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've done this week. Not a whole ton, but just uh, keeping up with the daily events and farming out gears. Nice. Well, um... Wait, I got a question for you, because I'm guessing you're probably farming the same people as I am. Where are you possibly? at on Kira, and where are you at on Han, young Han Solo? Young Han Solo, I think I am 75 out of 30, and on Kira, let's see, I am 35 out of 30. 35 out of 30. Man, those Kira shards are hard to get. I mean, they just are. To, just to get those 30 so far, I'm at just the first 30. I'm at 28 out of 30 right now. I'm like, man, that fourth star yeah. just does not want to come. So I'm at 28 out of 30 on her, 5 out of 85 on Young Han Solo. I've been eating through my guild currency on uh, gear for those Ewoks, and so I need to start just yep. focusing on uh, on those Han shards because... That that's kind of a good side topic. I mean, what is your general strategy with your guild store currency? Because, you know, you only get it so often. It's such a valuable resource. It's a really good place to get gear, especially a lot of this kind of high end gear eleven stuff. Yet there are characters there that you kind of want or need. So how how do you decide who to buy, who to wait on, and uh, how much to spend on gear? So, if there were characters in there that I wanted, it was all I w it all used to always go just to characters, but then I ran out of characters to farm, so it went straight to all gear. And uh, up until I started gearing the earwalks, I had about ten k guild currency. Okay, but I chewed through that like super quick, and now I'm just it's either buy a piece of gear that I need or buy Han shards and I have to make that decision. And right now I'm buying Han shards instead of the gear just because if something came that we required Han for, I don't want to not have him at seven stars. You know what I mean? So yeah, prior prioritizing sense. Han right now over gear, but usually I prioritize gear because there's not usually anyone in there that <laughs> I need anymore. So, but if I Makes were a sense. newer player that didn't have all the characters, I'd probably still prioritize A, the one... I only used to farm one character in there at a time, so I'd pri probably prioritize that one character and then gear after that character if they're not popping up because most of them besides First Order Special, Special Forces TIE Fighter Pilot... Man, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> Him and Young Han, 
everyone else pretty much rotates. So you're not going to have them every single reset. So it's either buy them when they're there or buy some gear. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Why don't you sing us a podcast poll intro? It's time for the Shattered Order poll. That's all I got. Dun dun dun. Okay, sweet. Shattered Order podcast poll. Here we go. That was that was impressive, by the way. <laughs> Love it. All right, so the podcast poll. I kind of did it on Zetas this week because I kind of want to. I was kind of curious about different uh, Zetas and what people thought about them right now, what they thought about the ones they had, what they're thinking of doing, things like that. And I think I think there's some follow up questions that people brought up to me when I put out this poll that I'll probably make a part two for next week's podcast. So we'll see about that. But uh, here's what we have <laughs> for this week. Um, and as far as the recording that goes, uh, Zane, that is now forever recorded. So if we need to reference that, it'll still be there. You know what's really weird? Whenever I did that, like my stuff quit recording. It's not recorded. Good news. There's going to be a Mine blank spot in the podcast. did record it, so we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Shattered Order poll. This is what we got. We got 97 responses this week. So pretty much all these percentages uh, almost almost equalize the amount of votes with the percentage. So we'll just go with percentage here, and you can guess that the amount of people that voted for this was about as many as the percentage. So the first question I asked was, do you feel Zeta acquisition is in a good place right now? And I put four different answers there, and I allowed you to pick as many of those answers as you wanted. These are the ones that... Uh, got the most votes. So the one that got the highest votes was at 60, 61% was yes. So 61% of the almost 100 people polled said that they feel like the Zeta, the amount, the speed you gain Zetas in the game right now is in a good place. Um, of the same amount of people polled as well, 37% said they think it could still be improved. So... Um, I think I, my vote was the same exact, I picked both of those as well. And I think that, I think right now Zetas are acquired pretty quickly because I spent the only two I had about a week ago and I'm already up to almost having another one. So within a week, I've almost got 20 Zeta mats again. So I think I'm at 15. Uh, so I think that it, it's going pretty good. But as usual, you can never get too much of a good thing. So if they want to make it even faster, I'm totally fine with that because there are tons of Zetas in the game now. Um, you're not giving them too fast that there's no Zetas to spend as to how much you're getting them. So there's enough to spend them on now that if they keep coming at us faster, we'd have things to spend them on. Um, uh, to the podcast chat and the question... Omegas is part of the part two I'm going to do next week because that was something that a lot of people mentioned uh, that was missing from this poll because, yeah, do you think Zetas are in a good spot? Yeah. Well, the problem now is sometimes you don't have the Omegas to even spend your Zetas. So yeah, the same question will probably be asked next week about Omegas and how fast you get them. So we will 
check out the poll next week because I know that a lot of people are going to have opinions on Omegas. So, four uh, percent so, said. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the next part. The four people that put no that the acquisition of Zetas is not in a good place completely surprised me. I expected that to be substantially higher. I mean, this was almost a hundred people and to still have that few that, I mean, that that's a significant majority of, you know, the community that at least responded to this, that are happy with the speed at which they're getting Zetas, which I, I just find so surprising even though I do feel that way, I'm just surprised that so many other people do feel that way. It's it's something that's bottleneck, but it seems to be at a pretty good rate. Um, I, so I, I think this is something that, you know, people like to criticize whenever there's something that's not done very well or something. I think they have nailed the way that Zetas are implemented into the game and the rate at which you get them. You know, uh, the longer you play, the more opportunities you get to get them faster, but... Uh, you know, as your wa- roster gets wider, you should get that opportunity. But the fact that so many people feel like it's in a good place is a good sign, in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that the, what you're going to notice is in-game players are probably really happy with it right now. And uh, even those that are newer players that are just opening them up, as they continue to get further and further into the game, they will catch up to the same speed that we're doing it in that way. And I think that it's faster for them now than it was before, and it'll continue to get faster as they move up. So I think across the spectrum, most people like the way that the, the speed is now, especially with them having coming from Territory Wars. Um, some, some achievements give them, uh, you know, you get them from the challenges. There's just, it, it's, pre- it's a pretty good f- the way it is right now. Yep. Um... Let's see here. And two, this one I just, I put on there just to see. And 2.1% of people said it could be slowed down. So my assumption is those are the people that like to hoard and probably don't have anything to spend or that they feel they want to spend them on right now. So I don't know. I just don't see why anyone would want to slow it down. But I was just kind of curious if anyone would select that so yeah and they did and that's their choice but it just seems like an odd choice to me so i don't know indeed let me get the next one all right so do you disregard star count when deciding on zetas aka do you use zetas on characters that are not maxed and 76% yes, they disregard star count, and 24% said no. So I found this really interesting. Um, I, I'm curious about the 24 people that, or the 24% that said no. I'm, I'm going to assume those are probably mostly newer players or younger accounts, uh, because, I mean, unless you absolutely need all your Zetas for raids or whatever. There have been a lot of characters lately that are, you know, really good in the arena that that you almost need to use that don't really need to be seven star, and yet they still require Zeta. Basil Sean, uh, you know, Scion, Darth Nihilus. There's been a decent number of characters, and, 
You know, I, I think that's probably a good sign, in my opinion. Yeah, I up until recently, I was on the no side. So I just didn't feel like using something that I didn't get the most out of. A, a very hard-to-get resource on something that I couldn't use in every part of the game was was worth it to me. Um, it, it can be for, like, Arena. I totally see the use there um, in some other places. So I see why people do it. Uh, I just used to not, like... Because let's say I could only use a character the first three stages of uh, territory battle, and suddenly that team is not able to be used anymore for the rest of the territory battle. You know what I mean? So I like to get the most out of it. Plus, if it wasn't seven star, you couldn't use it in a raid or whatever. But I think that if you have characters where that you can gear up and put Zetas on and you find utility for them in places, it doesn't really matter the star count at that point. For example, Darth Sion, I've had Zeta since I started using Sith, and I have no problem with that. Or Darth Treya, I have both of her Zetas on her, you know what I mean? So, yep. Yeah. Not a bit, not as big a deal as it, it to me now than it was before. And I think part of that was the fact that I just didn't fight in arena at the high, at the top end, and so I didn't feel like I needed to Zeta anyone just for the arena. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, I mean, that'll make a big difference. I mean, you know, a couple Zeta abilities on your arena team can be the difference between top 100 and top 20, you know. uh, Can make a huge difference, so. Yeah. All right. So, this next question is really interesting. Why don't you hit us with that one? All right. So, I'm going to give the top five of uh, characters that people last Zeta'd, and then we're going to just kind of go over the rest of the list on on some interesting ones we might see in there. But by the numbers, this is these are the top five characters that people Zeta'd last out of the 100 people polled. And out of 100 people polled, 25, so 25% of people last Zeta'd Bastila. So that One is One of a, those people lied. One of those people lied. Yeah, I put Bastila Sean, but it's actually Ezra was my last one. So it should be 24 Bastila and 10 for Ezra because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it happens. The uh, my, na- my last one was actually uh, Wicket, Chirpa and Wicket. So ah, nice. I'm, I'm the Chirpa and the Wicket on this on this list. But uh, 25 for Bastila, 10 or so we'll, we'll, we'll do it your way. 24 for Bastila, 10 for Ezra, uh, 9 for Asajj, 7 for Treya, 6 for Nest, 6 for Grandmaster Yoda, uh, Hoda 4, Scion 4. So if you go by the last question about whether you worry about star count in there, if you look at this list, there's I'd say there's probably a good chunk of those characters that aren't a lot of players don't have it seven star and are still Zetaing. For example, Scion, he's he's been out farmable yep. for a while, so a lot of people might have him at seven star. So he might not apply there. But uh, Nest just became yep. uh, P, uh, hasn't become fully farmable, but uh, went into shipments and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nest's another one. Treya, 
not everyone has her at seven stars. So there's another one that's not seven stars. People with Zeta, Bastila. You know, it's interesting that at the top of this list has a lot of them that we asked in the that question before. Yeah. So very interesting. Um, other ones that I saw here that are interesting. Um, you can tell that this is probably a list made out of a very wide gamut of players. Uh, three people did Raid Han, so I assume that's probably what towards the top of the list of some of uh, the newer players. Zeta's there. Um, that's a Zeta that everyone should do. I mean, well, it's, just, it's wait, so good. Wait till we get to the interesting parts of the next question. Then you'll really be uh, seeing some interesting stuff. But... Uh, uh, also, Vandor Chewbacca got a got a a Zeta there. So very surprising. Someone wanted their revive because he gets his revive for scout, light side scoundrels from his Zeta. So it's a good Zeta. It's just uh, I'm curious if he he or she had Zeta'd because if I had to go off a list of who in the new scoundrels I would Zeta first, it would probably be either Kira or Young Han. Because I think Young Han's with the assists when he has 75% chance to assist when he has prepared. And that puts out a ton of damage on that team. So that's one I like, and I also like Kira's. So I would always, I think I would go Kira, then him, and then Vandor, Chewbacca, and then probably Lando. That's the way I would go. Well, yeah. and if you're counting Nest in that team, Nest would be right up there, but probably third before Vandor Chewbacca. So, interesting. If you're counting Nest, Nest would be my top one for sure. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, just people still doing Barris. Uh, I assume for Territory Wars. Just uh, nothing in. There wasn't anything in there that was too crazy. As far as I could tell. Yeah. So. Now we get to the fun part. <laughs> Indeed. And, and I'll ask you what yours is, and then I'll tell you what mine is, and then we'll go up over the top five and then some of the more interesting things. But the question was, <laughs> if you had to take back one Zeta, which would it be? So what was yours? Did, uh, did you read all the answers? Because it should have been very clear what my answer was. I read all the answers, and I think yours might have been the one that uh, was uh, self-edited or bleeped out. Was it? No, I don't think it was that Then bad. someone was really uh, upset along with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put Darth freaking Maul. Like, Is that what you wrote? Yes. Because freaking is editing. Of 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 really bleeping out. Freaking is sh- huh. like the the polite way to say drop the f. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I I put freaking. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. You are the one I was thinking of. I'm glad that it edited it though, and it gave you the impression of my true feelings. Yes. See, so there you go. I I hate that Zeta. I just <laughs> the uh, what was yours? Mine was. At first, I thought it was by far and away Hera's because I don't use it. But then I thought to myself, you know what? If I had to pick between the two and what would probably be used in the future, well, no, that isn't even true because I think that... uh, Let me just say, my two answers are Hera and Fives. 
So, ah, but I don't see anything new being added to Phoenix anytime in the future, near future. But I could see possibly something happening to the clones with the clo- all the Clone Wars stuff happening uh, this year, hopefully, that maybe the my five Zeta will be worth it eventually again. So it, I'd probably stick with Hera above fives, but if I had to write two down, those were the two I would definitely put. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the thing that I found most interesting on this was that five people put DACA... You're getting the Zeta back. I mean, there. That's I mean, why I, gu- I guess that's okay. So that's. I mean, I. That's in the top five, and it makes sense why people would want it back. And they're uh, these are the out of the whole list. These are the people that are actually going to get theirs back. So, there's that. Yeah. So that was <laughs> kind of interesting. And the other one is Darth Sidious, and I know exactly what did this. It was. That team in Phase 2, they got, like, Phase 2 of the Hiroke AT, well, like, over a year ago, they got, what was it, like, 30% or something, and people were just so excited, like, you've got a Zeta, Darth Sidious, and, like, a week later, it was, eh, whatever. (laughs) Uh, I feel so bad for those people. Yeah, yeah. I really do. The Sidious one is just kind of... Initial reaction, so, Zeta. <laughs> but the top five. The, the so one, you had you had none. You have Darth Sidious. Next up is Savage Press. Five people had Savage Press in there, which, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think is a bad Zeta at this point because he's still a good. If he gets stuck by himself with turn meter in territory wars, he can be a real big jerk, like. Oh, yeah. By himself, sitting there in Territory Wars, super big uh-huh. jerk. So I don't, I don't think this is that bad, but I can see why people who don't use him for anything other than Territory Wars would want it back. But it's not... At least it has a use, you know? Uh, Zader was another one. Um, I have this one. I don't regret it. I've never used it for really anything Except well, territory wars with Wampa, so I or territory battles with Wampa, so I, no regrets. Anything that helps Wampa, I am in love with. Here's the thing about Vader, though, is he has two of them, and I don't know exactly which. You know, there are two different ones that people could regret. You know, um, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I was gonna say five's actually like I like I get it, it's a Zeta, but. You know, his ship's really good. You know, if you've got him Zeta, wouldn't it be a bad idea to invest in his ship? It's really good as a reinforcement. I use it quite often. Talk about Vader? No, Fives. Oh, Fives, yeah. Uh, that's one reason that I'd, I, I'm i still fine with that Zeta as well, because it helps the ship. The uh, um, First Order TIE Pilot was another one on this list. Four people... Regretted that Zeta, yep. and uh, I could see that as far as the character probably... goes. I'm kind of wondering how much Ships 2.0 plays into this because I don't think people yeah. use that ship that's... as a main staple anymore, and I think that's why this is on this list. Yeah. So another one of those initial reaction Zetas. I think Princess Leia 
There's three Princess Leia Zetas regrets here. I know that a lot of people Zeta'd her back in the Heroic AT days, hoping all those heals would make them get bigger scores with the uh, uh, clones and Leia team. But yeah. uh, I don't know how much it helped. Interesting other ones. Let's see here. Um, Stormtrooper Han, there's a fun one. I didn't even remember he had one, but basically it's one that gives him 5% protection whenever something happens. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, whenever he gets damaged, he gains or he recovers 5% protection. Okay. And the only one that Uh, I find really weird on this list is one person regrets Zadoing Han Solo. Whoa, I totally missed that. <laughs> Who are you? Glanced over that, did you? Han, someone regrets Han Solo's Zeta, and I I really want to know who that person is and what the reasoning behind that is, because I'm sure there's a story to it. So Surely they don't mean Raid Han. Maybe they mean one of the other seven Hans. Well, I have to that's, go back to the... the only I'd have to go back to the, po- the podcast poll and read what the actual thing they wrote was, but I'm pretty sure... I can't remember Ooh. if it said Han Solo or Raid Solo. Or Man, what, I... Someone has yeah. said Han Solo. So. Yeah, can't, can't get on board with that one. It's such a good Zeta. Um, no. I think it's one of the top Zetas in the game, for sure. Uh, overall utility and, you know, helping solo raids. And, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, so, uh, this next question is kind of funny. So, uh, go ahead and tell us what that was. So I just wanted to kind of uh, ask a goofy question there at the end. But uh, if you were forced to Zeta someone, who would you Zeta first? Rose Tico or Bodhi Rook? And seven, like, the only reason... I, I was kind of surprised by this answer just because of the hatred of the character in Star Wars. But 71% said Rose Tico and 29% said Bodhi Rook. So a lot of people would rather have Roses than Bodhis. And if you don't know what it is, I don't want to go too much into Rose because and there's a reason for that, and I'll tell you in a bit. But Roses, when another resistance ally scores a crit hit, Rose Tico, a, Rose Tico gains 10% turn meter. And then Bodhi Rooks is, at the end of each of his turns, Bodhi grants offense up for two turns to a random ally who doesn't have it. The reason Bodhi's stinks is because Bodhi's should be an Omega ability. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't understand how sure that's a I'm not even sure it should same. be an Omega. <laughs> it, that is what, that's like the type of ability that seems like it would be built into a kit from the start. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Yeah. And I remember, now, if, if you was... go back when he was introduced and dropped in the Galactic War, I said I liked this Zeta. And that was back when there weren't a ton of Zetas, and I just actually really liked Offense Up at that time. So what a mistake talking about I wanted to do that was. I'm glad I never did. That would all... I will say this, though. If, if that Zeta was instead at the end of each of his turns, if instead it was at the each of... Or at the end of each turn, yeah, he grants offense up. That would be super interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, but it, but it's not. So I mean, he's he yeah. can't. He hits like a wet noodle. He doesn't have a. T- you really don't need, um, 
what is it's not dodge down what what was he when he came in he came evasion in during the down. say what evasion down evasion down yeah when he came into the game he came in when maul was the meta and everyone thought he was going to be the savior because he gave out evasion down but uh he didn't and he was a liability on teams because he really didn't do much of anything and so no one ever zaded him he really just wasn't a viable character but <laughs> i remember glowing yeah. about him when he came out because i'm like oh the end of this crappy mall Z- dodge meta is coming blah blah no that's that, that's what r2 did not uh not bodie so yeah there you go for sure that is an All insult right, <laughs> that is an insult to wet noodles i'm i'm sorry zara <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, mean to offend all the wet noodles out there. So. so the next thing we were going to do was discuss possible surprise Zetas. This was a topic you came up with. We're going to each pick our top five Zetas that represent less than half a percent of all Zetas according to SWGOH.GGG. G, only two Gs. <laughs> GG. Uh, Swaga. Swag. Go, go. <laughs> Two Gs. Just, um, according to that. And I think we've got some pretty good answers here. I like what we're working with. I think it's pretty good. You, All right. Uh, you want to alternate? Or you want me to run through mine? You run through yours? How you want to do this? Let's do one at a time because neither of us have the same ones. So we'll go one for one. Perfect. Well... My first one is Ahsoka Tana Fulcrum, her whirlwind ability. This does a cooldown minus one, uh, which takes it down to a three-turn cooldown. The target can't evade and has negative 50% armor. Uh, you know, enemies have negative 50% armor against this attack. So it's really good for against characters, you know, like Scion, for example, uh, or characters that are just ridiculously tanky and heavily armored. Uh, that makes this ability pretty awesome. It can be evaded. It can do a lot of damage. And I'm kind of surprised that it's used on that that few characters because I kind of think it's... I don't want to say completely required, but it's highly suggested if you're using Ahsoka Tana. Yep, so that one is... 10,988 Zetas on that one, and that represents 0.38% of all Zetas, according to Swagaga. So, falls right under that half a percentage that we were looking for. Um, interesting enough, listed as someone, people, one person regretted Zetaing. Um, but yeah. Target can evade and minus 50% armor against that attack. Because if you get her going in a good rebel team and get all those buffs on her, that can easily be a one-shot. And ensuring that they can evade it is a is a pretty good deal. And it also makes her very viable yeah. as a territory war defense person. Or uh, in a territory war defense team. I remember back in the day there was a, a team that had focused on her... Uh, in the defense that was really good. I just can't remember what the team was around her. I think it was a CLS lead with uh, Beirut, uh, Raid Han, and, and her. 
think it was something like that. Interesting. Hmm. Well, why don't you tell us about your first one? Because this is a pretty amazing Zeta. Okay, so the reason I didn't talk about Rose Tico's Zeta in the podcast poll is because I wanted to talk about it here because I was looking at this and, and kind of thinking about um, how interesting she would be in a RJT-led um, team, resistance team. So as you know, RJT's lead, if you land and expose, you gain everyone gains turn meter, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you land exposes under an RJT team? By critting. By critting, correct? So, ah, you have, if you were to throw Rose Tico going. Zeta in an RJT led team, she's going to be gaining double dipping turn meter, and depending on how you mod her, uh, what you got on her, that could turn her into. I haven't ever really used her, so I don't know her base damage numbers or what they look like or how how hard she hits, but I gotta think that if she's hitting over and over and over because she can take that many turns, she's going to add damage in the end because of how many turns she gets. So I like Rose Tika Zeta, Zeta Valiant Spirit. There's only 160 of them on Swagaga, representing Not point- very many. 0.01%, but this is a Zeta that if I had Rose at 7-star, and I say at 7-star only because I want to try it in the Heroic Sith, I'd like to try it in some raids, uh, I would also like to try it maybe in Territory Wars, that wouldn't require the 7-star, but um, yeah, Rose Tico's Zeta, I think when an- if I didn't say what it was, when another resistance ally scores a crit hit, Rose Tico gains 10% turn meter. So you're getting the turn meter because you landed an expose and you're getting more turn meter for her because they crit. So double dipping with her. If you got some good mods on her, she could probably go a a lot and hopefully do some pretty decent damage. So I think that's a sleeper for sure. The expose chance is only 70%. So uh, you know, you're not always going to gain that 10% turn meter, but every time there's a crit, she will gain the turn meter. So, uh, you know, 70% of the time she'll gain 20% turn meter. Exactly. And this could be really interesting with, you know, a BB-8 that, you know, like RJT calls in BB-8. RJT attacks, BB-8 attacks, someone else attacks. That's three chances for a crit. That could be 30% turn meter. And then if you have uh, Scavenger Ray in there doing her ability that can hit four times, that could be 40% turn meter. I'm assuming that that counts as that multi-attack would count since it counts for giving Darth Nihilus turn meter. So As well as R2-D2's AoE. That's another great one. I mean, yes. there's a lot uh, of moves in here that can yeah. really add up turn meter um, for this, so... Just an interesting idea uh, when I was looking at it earlier. This Hers actually led me to this segment. So it got me thinking about some of these Zetas that are out there that no one uses that might actually have, might actually have some oomph to them. So that would be my first one. So what do you got for number two? So for number two, I have one that is 
that is so good that I don't even have done. It's my boy, old Ben, devoted protector. Uh, just under 8,000 people or 0.27% of people have zated this ability. When this taunt expires, old Ben gains taunt for one turn. Have you ever fought an old Ben with this Zeta? Do you realize how frustrating it is? How just irritating it is to fracture a character and still have them standing there taunting? It's awful. Like, this is such a good Zeta. I love, love, love this Zeta. I, I use old Ben in my Jedi Arena team on my alt, and I still don't have this. So this might have to be my next one for him. What are you doing with your life, bro? Come on. Well, I, I just got all of my bounty hunters to gear 11, including okay, I just got Boba to gear 12. I almost have Greedo to gear 12. So I the last two Zetas I used on um, Bosk and Boba. So I might go back to Old Ben with the next one and then go back to the bounty hunters but that's that's what i was doing with my life <laughs> interesting i know i'm all right full of interest in my life there so what is your second one so my second one is actually two it's kind of a package deal and i'm kind of curious how this will play out later on depending on how um depending on how what happens with droids, basically? If uh, General Grievous gets a rework and he start, suddenly makes droids great, um, if somehow he has something working with uh, target lock, um, that would be perfect for this. But uh, this one, these two kind of just depend on what comes in the future. Um, but with T3 and 4 being able to give out uh, target lock, uh, these two Zetas with him and the team as a base for a droid team with just a few more things to make it better uh coming in the future hopefully i think it would make things really interesting and that is a ipd's zeta imperial logistics 1324 zetas or 0.05 of zetas on swaga it is while pro droid is active target locked enemies can't gain buffs so if they got a target lock on them, they got to get it off of them before they can gain any buffs. Um, that a lot of teams out there that would cripple, as far as like uh, for example, you're probably not going to get target lock on a Bastila team because of all that tenacity. But on a That's lot true. of these teams, like a Grandmaster Yoda lead, if you were to get target lock on them, that, that would cut them down really well. Um, Indeed. And then throw on top of that IG-88's Zeta, Adaptive Aim Algorithm, which has 2,301 Zetas, uh, or 0.08% on Swagaga. Put that that one with this one from IG-88, which is while IG-88 is active, target-locked enemies can't recover health or protection. A lot of characters out there now, their Zetas or their kits find ways to... If, they, if someone on your team crits or someone does this, you gain health and protection. So basically, if you have IPD and IG-88 alive and someone's turn locked, they're not going to get healed and they're not going to gain buffs. I think those two Zetas together, if, a, if the droids can find a way to reliably throw out turn or target lock more often than they do now, those two could be really good. So it's more of a future idea, 
but uh, the idea behind it, I really like. So yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. Uh, percent That's not a bad idea. My third one is Visa's Mar. Her uh, Return to the Light ability. Uh, s- approximately 6,500 or 0.22% of people have this zated. While Visa's Mar has no debuff, she has a 60% chance to assist when another ally attacks Sith enemies once per turn. This ability is super awesome for the raids. This is like if you're going to take her to seven star and use her in the raids you have to have this ability and we we've seen what she can do with you know Jedi in phase 1 or 2 or uh even with RJT teams like people have gotten 6 million using her with RJT and she is awesome just because of how often she attacks whenever you know uh you know whenever you're going against them you know she can just randomly attack uh so yeah that that is a Really great Zeta that I think is... I'm surprised it's not more, more, but I'm not entirely surprised. She's such a good Phase 1 character that I think probably a lot of people working towards Heroic Sith should probably invest in her a little bit more and maybe spend a Zeta on this, you know? Uh, This is a Zeta that has upward mobility, I think. What is your fourth one? Or do you have any comments on Visa's Mar? Uh, as far as Visa's Mar goes, I th- this is another one of those kits that seems it was A, built for the raid, and B, built for the Sith meta they knew were coming. So I think once once more people probably start getting her up and geared, you probably might even see her a little more in the arena. But I'm not, I can't say that for sure, but I do think you'll see her more in the uh, Heroic Sith raid. And most likely with this Zeta, because it just makes her that much more viable. Um, yeah. My third one is actually the last one that I did. And uh, it's it's a situational one, for sure. It's not one of those ones you're going to plug into any team. But uh, that would be Furtive Tactics by Wicket. I think that that is a great one that's... Got a low amount, but I gotta wonder if the low amount is just because people don't have Ewoks geared. I don't know. But uh, 2,428, or 0.08%. His Zeta is whenever Wicked scores a crit hit, all Ewok allies recover 4% health and 2% protection. This Zeta pretty much can keep an entire Ewok team alive if you have a fast Wicket, because uh, the amount of healing you get from his AoE whenever he uses it, is just ridiculously massive. He also has the ability to chain turns endlessly. Uh, The RNG behind that is very small for him to keep going and going and going, but he does have a chance Mm -hmm. after every turn to go again and take another turn. So he does crit a lot. So he does a a lot of healing. So his his is one that if you have an Ewok team, I would... if I didn't have two Zetas at the same time that I used on Chirpa and Wicket, the his would definitely have been the first one I did. I think that if you do Ewoks, yeah. it, it, this is the one, the only one you would actually have to use on them to keep them alive and viable. And something else is, I mean, they have counter that they spread to each other. They have some assists and mass attacks. So, yeah, like you said, even if Wicket's not actually attacking on his turn, 
there's still a chance that he's going to get called in and attack and heal people. So yeah, that is a pretty cool Zeta. Yeah, if you have Chirpa's lead, it adds a 60% chance to pull in another Ewok ally as an assist. So there's even the chance there for him to heal the team. It's crazy. Indeed. So my other one is kind of more about the character necessarily than the Zeta, but Cassian Andor groundwork, uh, 4,500 people, 0.16%. At the start of each encounter, all rebel allies gain protection up 20% for three turns. Protection up is super awesome. I'm a big fan. It's, it's really nice getting that extra uh, health, as we'll discuss earlier or later. <laughs> I was like, earlier. are we going back? We will discuss earlier. <laughs> that makes no sense. Are we in a time machine moving backwards? I don't know. Um, so this is a pretty interesting ability because you're generally going to want to use him with rebels and he's a really awesome character. I have so much fun with him. He's super tanky anyway. So him with protection up is going to be tough to kill. But especially in, like, light side territory battles, I mean, like, at the beginning of each little deal, they get the protection up, so... Oh, yeah, you know, dude, he... that's nuts. That's, that, that is a good one to talk about, at least for the fact that he is a Rogue One team character, for uh -huh. sure. And those are, those are the ones yes. that most people have trouble with getting through. Yep. So if you were to add protection up on every all six uh, encounters on... Uh, combat mission that's pretty good indeed so I think that is a pretty cool one what is your fourth one my fourth one is one that I used on my old out alt account in my Palpatine Zeta Palpatine team when Zeta Palpatine first came out and I still think it's a really good Zeta and I even if you don't use it in arena uh, it helps with his capital ship so it's not in it doesn't end up being wasted it can be used in uh, territory battles, lots of things, but that is a uh, Grandmaster Grandmaster Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin, <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin's Callous Conviction, twelve thousand three hundred sixty-two or point four two percent. So almost approaching that that uh, half a percent uh, area, but not really one that a lot of people use. Um, but it is gained twenty percent potency for each debuffed enemy. And I don't know if you uh, know how... I'm sure you know. But uh, you know how Grandmaster Tarkin's uh, AoE works with all his potency stacking to unleash a massive attack? Um, I used him in a Zeta Palpatine lead team, and it was awesome. I loved it. I, you didn't see that very often, but... Uh, uh, my old team, let me just tell you what my old team was. It was Palpatine lead, Zader, um, Palpatine lead, Zader, Darth Nihilus, Grandmaster Tarkin, and Shore Trooper. And the amount of debuffs going out with this, that team, he was, uh, he was, he was putting out some massive AoEs. I did really well with that team, even though I didn't have the main... Zeta Palpatine team comp. Uh, using that one, I was able to do really well in the arena with him, with the Zeta. I did it because I would want it on the capital ship as well, but it also... The fact that he puts out two debuffs himself on his second special just makes it almost 
always the fact that you're going to have debuffed enemies out there, no matter what team you have them in. So I really yeah. like this Seda. Yeah. Uh, something else about Grandmaster Tarkin, as you call him, that Zeta <laughs> is if you, you, if you use his super awesome capital ship, it just makes his capital ship better. So Yep, exactly. That alone could be a reason so, to it. Double uh, dipping. A comment that uh, Fantasiamon put in the live chat that I thought was kind of interesting. You know, he put, uh, you know, TW Tactical Info and then corrected himself, you know, referring to Territory Battle whenever we're talking about Cassian Endor. But that is something else. is Territory War each encounter. So if that team survives and somebody else goes back in to fight against that team, they will get the protection up again. So it, it would actually be useful in territory battles and territory wars. So. <laughs> that would be so annoying. So annoying. Yes. Oh, yes. That Indeed. might even, like, yeah. if you look at territory wars, there's a lot of Zetas where you could think, oh, man, that would be really obnoxious. Like, most people wouldn't even think of Jin's Zeta where you can't stun her. But yep. just another one that if you if you had, you know, the extra Zetas laying around and you didn't care, putting that on them, on that team, just to make them even more annoying would be hilarious. But, yeah. yeah that's, they can be quite annoying. That is pretty good. I have seen some really good um, Rogue One Territory Battle defense teams with Jin, Cassian, uh, Beirut. And then an, uh, another one thrown in there. I, uh, sometimes yeah. I think, I think I've seen Fulcrum, Fulcrum in them with them before too. So I don't know. J- Jin's a pretty underrated character. Uh, I remember whenever I used to use her in Phase Three of the Heroic AAT. I mean that turn meter reduction and giving the turn meter. She is such a good character, you know, for raids and everything. Like if if you're a newer player and you need a character that removes some turn meter and stuff, check her out. And if you're you know, if you're in a guild that's still struggling with heroic AAT, I did a video a long time ago that, you know, used her in CLS in that phase three. Um, I think there are better options now, but she she can do some serious work in that phase and raid in general. Um, this next one just disappoints me in the community. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Like, Get with the program, people. I don't really... I don't usually like to... This is why I think that this is why... Man, sentencing. This is why I think you're disappointed in this. Because people like me don't like to invest Zetas in that only proc when someone dies. Like, I don't want people to die. So I I don't want this to happen. Now, in raids, that's inevitable. But pretty much everywhere else, you want someone to die? It's time for me to change your mind. Um, <laughs> okay. Hermit Yoda's do or do not. Only 3,148 people, a.k.a. 0.11% of profiles on Swagaga, have zated this ability, and that is so disappointing. It should be so many more people. Whenever an ally with Grandmaster's training is defeated, Yoda's cooldowns are reset. Now, this has so many uses. Whether you're using or using it with Zombie or Scarefable Pathfinder, Boba Fett, like in my Phase 2 video, which is on our YouTube channel, uh, which 
by the way, I think we actually have a URL for. I believe it is youtube.com slash shattered order pod. Oh, and uh, it's like we have a fancy URL now. Yay. Um, <laughs> when you're using it with characters that auto revive or, uh, you know, Scion would be another one. It is absolutely amazing because you immediately get to call back in uh, basically a spam attack. As you see in the phase two video, whenever Boba dies and self revives, Hermit Yoda's stuff gets reset and he can call in Boba and Wampa to come back in and assist. So every time Boba dies, it's like getting, you know, 120,000 damage because Wampa. So this ability is fantastic. However, that's not my argument for why people should do this. You can reuse Hermit Yoda in every phase of the heroic Sith raid. And why that's so valuable is it's not that difficult to get him out. And if he is escaping, do you know what that means? It means everyone that had Grandmaster's training has died, which means every single time you take him into a new phase, all his abilities are reset. You don't have to wait on a cooldown. You don't have to wait to use Grandmaster's training. You don't have to wait to heal if you need to heal. You don't have to wait on anything. All his abilities are reset because he escaped. It is so valuable if you use him in more than one phase that it is totally worth it, in my opinion. Two things. First off, have you ever thought about how depressing that must be for Hermit Yoda to watch all his friends die on multiple teams? Dude, he's 900 years old. I guess he already... How many people do you think he's watched die? No wonder he wanted to, to float off into the force. I. <laughs> it was time to go. All right? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and the other thing is... Uh, Jolie Bindo's Zeta that revives all Jedi um, could really work really good with this one with him once uh, we're yeah, all farming sure. him. So that's an interesting one as well because because the revive portion does does make a lot of sense with that Zeta for sure. Uh, if 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 they're dying and you can bring them back, that that makes sense to me. If they're just dying and then they're gone to get the procs on these things. It seems uh, less important to me, but that the reasoning you have is very, very good. So I agree. Oh, thank you. No, we agreed All on right. something. You, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. No, uh, mark the calendar. So why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us about your last one? All right, and then we'll get into some Q and A. Last one is another one I think is fun or interesting, at least for two aspects aspects of the game, and that is Luminara Unduli's leadership ability elegant steps so 33 3380 or 0.12% of zetas are luminara uh if you don't know what it does it's 2% plus 2% heal and whenever an ally gains a buff they do not have they gain a heal over time effect for two turns so depending on the team around her this can be very beneficial as far as heals go uh if i were let me just find her page to read the full leadership ability with her Zeta. Um, because okay. I'm thinking of a uh, 
her leader with Grandmaster Yoda in a territory war defense team, uh, with all those, all those buffs that Yoda's stealing and putting around on your team, and the heels coming from uh-huh. them could be really annoying on defense. Uh, her leader ability is this with her Zeta. Jedi allies gain 50% evasion and recover health equal to 8% of Luminara's max health at the start of each of their turns. So not only are they getting uh, hots uh, whenever they gain buffs, they're also being healed for 8% of their health, 8% of Luminara's max health every time they start their turn. They have evasion. Uh, evasion sucks. We all know that from the evasion meta. Um, <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah, and so a lot of chances for heals, hots, evasion, so missed missed shots. Um, I think that's a very interesting one for territory war defense, as well as I think there's some room in phase one of the raid with the heals from this leader ability with your leftover Jedi. Um, I don't think you're going to be getting Bastila Sean Jedi team scores or JTR phase one scores, but you might be able to get some extra junk scores out of her with the, all the extra healing and uh, your already geared yeah. Jedi that you used to get Grandmaster Yoda back in the day. Back in the day. So this is one that... Uh, I really want to test on the heroic Sith. Um, I might have to see how this does, yeah. but yeah, I think it could be. This a- is one I thought about putting on there because I definitely agree with you. It has some potential, at least for the extra. You know, you know, you most of the time the people you're going to put with her in phase one with this Zeta are the people you just throw in at the end with against Treya anyway. So if you could find a way to get more damage in phase one against Nihilist with this team than just throwing them up against the Treya wall for 20,000 damage, then it might be worth it for if you have the extra Zetas. So. Yeah, for sure. So that should cover our uh, possible surprise Zetas section. Um, Indeed. So I really want to know in Discord this week what you guys thought of our ideas here. Um, they are very... If you have any of these and you t- absolutely hate them, let us know so that we can be... I'm interested to hear of people that do have s- these ones if they don't like them. So, uh, discord.me slash shattered order if you want to join our Discord. Uh, we have The podcast poll gets posted in there. Um, yeah. You know, all our announcements for when the podcasts are going to be happening go there. Uh, pretty much anything about mm-hmm. the podcast is in our Discord, so uh, make sure you join there. It's a lot. There's a lot of info, a lot of good people, and we always have fun there. So, and if I convince you to Zeta, do or do not for Hermit Yoda, let me know. Yes, I love feedback. I love hearing about uh, what you guys think of what what goes on in these segments. So, indeed. All right. So why All don't right. you cover our um, the stuff we usually do right before trivia right now, and I will be right back. That's a good idea. So I'm going to play some blues music as I tell you about our good friends from Blue Designs. Uh, they make some absolutely amazing stuff, as you probably know. Uh, we've got some pictures this week of, you know, people that 
have gotten their Blue Design hardware, which is awesome to see, uh, whether it's Lola headphones or the Blue Yeti mic. Absolutely amazing stuff. I love my satellite headphones. If you're looking for a really, really great set of headphones or a microphone or whatever, make sure you go to Blue Designs. BlueDesigns.com. Use the promo code SOPOD and you will get 20% off your entire order. It is a fantastic deal. And like I said, their stuff is top notch. Now, the other thing, patreon.com slash shattered order. Uh, we got a new patron on there. I am sorry I've not got a chance on there to see exactly who it was. But thank you for the patron support. We really appreciate it. We've got some roster reviews. They'll be coming later this month. Both the people that I owe roster reviews to, they want to wait until the new mod update comes out. So there will be two dropping as soon as that comes out. There's going to be a lot. When this mod update drops, there's going to be a lot of really great stuff happening. And roster reviews is two of them, actually. So uh, check that out. Patreon.com slash Shattered Order. The other thing is ShatteredOrder.com. It's a fantastic website. We have a list of Heroic Sith Raid teams. We got the gear guide. Gear guide will be getting an update here pretty soon. We got a lot of other stuff we'd like to add on there. You can go check out the beautiful, amazing work that Mubaka does with the uh, Hoth Ski Report. It is just brilliant. <laughs> it is a work of work of total art. Love it. Uh, check that out. Check uh, you know some of the other articles we have on there. Just you know, go check it out. Let us know what you think. And I think that pretty much covers everything. Is there anything that I missed? I think you did very well. So uh, hats off to All you. Right. Except for my hat. I'm keeping Let's... it on. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> this hat has been all around the world. Hey boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip <laughs> all right so it is time to do some listener questions i am so excited this is going to be this is going to be fantastic i fully expect this to be the best segment of the month but come back next week because we're going to try to do something better all right so uh let's see there were some people that um you know, did multiple thing, uh, left us multiple, uh, voicemails. I'm gonna make sure I don't, uh, double play them. All right, so we got two and they are different. I think these will work together. It's not like a redo, so here we go. Hey, this is Hoagie from Forsaken Ones. I wanted to ask you guys. For the last year plus, player uh, character kits have been getting more and more um, uh, elaborate and complicated. Do you like how elaborate they are, or would you rather they go back to more simple kits? Also, what's your favorite synergy between characters? Uh, I love how elaborate and creative the kits are. It, you know, uh, this was something that you hated for so long was how little synergy there were with characters. And they've done such a good job at creating these super synergy teams. 
but yet there's still kind of a re- paper rock scissor thing going on in arena and i i'm a huge fan of the character kits they're doing we still get character kits that are pretty simple not as simple as like you know version one characters like ewok scout like characters that were here in the very beginning but i mean i i think they're doing a really good job with these new characters i've been super impressed what about you uh i i like them i it takes a while to get used to things uh for example i still have no idea and that's probably because i haven't played a lot with them but I, I still don't have any idea how prepared really how to really get the most out of prepared um but i think it's a cool mechanic and it's it's cool that they keep adding these synergies to teams with their own types of uh their own types of buffs if you think about it there's three teams right now that have their own buff that makes them good right uh, Night Sisters have Plague, the Bounty Hunters have Payouts, the Light Side Scoundrels from the Han Solo movie have Prepared. They're adding these these kind of things into the game that are unique to a certain faction and give them synergy and make them really work together. Uh, in some, case it is ma- some cases, it makes it harder to use them with other people because their kits are so focused on that synergy that they just... If they're pulled out of there, they're harder to use. But I think overall, I love synergy teams, which is why, you know, I decided to take the time to gear 12 Ewoks just because they synergize really well and they're really fun. So I like these kits, um, but I do also like that they are throwing in kits as well that are not super complicated, like a uh, range trooper or a Sith Marauder or a... Um, first order executioner you know characters in there that have smaller kits but are still good kits you know you don't have to you know keep track in your head to know that this next attack with this character is going to do a certain thing you know yeah for example i think the biggest one that started all of this going was when grandmaster tarkin was reworked you had to keep track of how much how many basics you had done to stack potency uh to know if your aoe was going to one shot someone or not you know things like that so um it's he's he's officially known as grandmaster tarkin from now did i call him that again it's the gm it's the gm grandmaster tarkin (laughs) he's a jedi now put throw him in that jedi team uh it'll work out tell him good night punk sent you the uh but, yeah i agree yeah i like these kits i like i i still think that it's kind of i still wish there was a way to track stacking things um but uh they have been adding they did add some of the things that i talked about in the past for example um the stacks of armor shred you got a number on that now so hopefully at some point yeah. we can see a way like if someone's getting stacking stacking offense that uh, they're going to use, they can use on their next turn. I it would be nice to know how much offense they got, and who you want to aim For it sure. at and things like that. So, um, I like the way it is. I think it's good. I agree. All right, let's go to the next question. Hi, you two. This is Chewbacca calling from Forsaken Ones. Uh, I have a random question for you guys. Um, so if you could create your own Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes character, and it could be, you know, a made-up Star Wars person too, 
who would it be, and what would be their background story and tune abilities. So, for example, if Jigglypuff entered Twaga, he would make his leader ability called Squish, where he gains 4% critical stat, all levels gain half that. His data unique would be called Songmaster, where he bellows his AoE song of joy over enemies, taking away 20% turn meter and deafening them for two turns. So who and what would yours be? <laughs> uh, first off, I didn't say, okay, before I answer Chewbacca's question, I want to go back to Hoagie's question and talk about Google Translate. Because, you know, this is part of my favorite thing with question and answer is Google trying to translate your guys' your guys's, uh, questions. So uh, I'll, I'll put these at the end after we answer the questions, but I want to go back to Hoagie's real quick because I find this hilarious. Um, do, you do you care if your kids are getting more elaborate? Do you think your kids getting more elaborate is a good thing? For the game, or would you rather new kids be more simple? Would you rather kids <laughs> be simple, or you want more elaborate kids? That's the <laughs> that one cracked me up. Uh, I wish simple kids make make parents' life easy. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, Google Translate's very entertaining. Even here for Chewbacca, it's how you two this is Chewbacca calling from Forsaken Ones? Question mark? It's a question. My favorite is the What? Is he gains four percent critical fat. So Jigglypuff great gains four percent critical fat. No, I think she actually said that part. Did she? Well, okay, then go to the bathroom. The, <laughs> go to the bottom. Uh deafening them for two terms. So eight years if they were president. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I have one. I know I don't know if you had read the question before you heard it and have yours okay. ready to go, but tell me what yours is. Mine builds another synergy team, and that would be let's pretend and give a name and pretend that Aurora isn't this person I'm thinking of, because I don't know if it is. But mine would be the Tuscan that fought uh Luke in A New Hope. Okay. You know, the guy that attacked him when he was hanging out with uh, uh -huh. C3PO and R2D2. Mine would be that dude and uh basically have have him She did say that. Well, 4% critical fat, that's pretty great. But anyways, mine would be a Tuscan Raider. I don't know if you just add like three or four more Rs and that would be his name and it would be different enough from the other one cuz I don't know Tuscan naming convention, but mine's backstory would be he's the dude that uh that uh, attacked Luke, and uh, you want him. So you, I put him in. I want. I would want a leader ability and add some kind of, some kind of synergy similar to all these things we talked about earlier. Basically, something that would make Tuscans a synergy team. And when he came out, I would hope they'd add like Tuscan Bantha Herder or something. Some uh, some fifth character make a full. Full Tuscan team, rework the other Tuscans because Aurora is just completely pointless. And so is Tuscan Raider has had a little bit of time in the pit raid, but other than that, no one uses him. It, if they could rework those three, add, uh, you know, Ara Roror as uh, the new character. Interesting. The guy that uh, fought Luke, failed to beat Luke, so he's got, he's got redemption on his mind, some kind of leader ability that... Uh, 
I don't know. I, I thought about this earlier, and I was trying to think of some kind of a leader ability that was different than everyone else where... I don't know. This is something that I would have to think about a little bit more, but if I were to pick a character, I want Tuscan's. I want Tuscan Synergy. I want Tuscan Rework. I want a fifth Tuscan and make that happen. That's what I want, so... Yeah. The one that fought a Luke, whole... that's the je- that's the Tuscan I want. He will be the attack and <laughs> So, yeah, that that'll be good. Um all right, so <laughs> I've actually got a really good one, I think. I am going to give you the ability and see if you can guess the character. It is a creature from Star Wars. So, maybe related to a topic we had earlier today. Oh. Every time a rebel takes a turn, this character gains taunt. That will be the primary focus of the character. Okay, say it again. What character... Anytime it is a rebel's turn, this character gains taunt. Ally rebel or enemy rebel? Enemy rebel. Okay. And it's a it's an animal or a beast? It's a creature. Creature? Yeah. All right. It's a Sarlacc pit. (laughs) Womp rat. Uh, Nice. So Luke used to shoot him in his T-16 back home, so (laughs) why not? I mean, it's a thing that rebels do. They go shoot, you know, womp rats in Beggar's Canyon. Uh, I I think it would be an amazing tank. You would have this tank. He would... It would be like Scion, you know, like he does with paint, except it would be, you know, Rebels. I think that would be really cool. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what other abilities he needs. would be a great territory needs, battle character. I don't care. That just sounds awesome. Yeah, exactly. All right. M- maybe, hopefully CG's listening and we'll get a Womp Rat next month. I, I can't, Let's I won't lie, but I really do the- believe that if they added more beasts, I'd be totally fine with that. There's, the way yeah, Wampa is, the Wampa I'm interested in more beasts. Well. That's totally fine to me. Yep. I agree. All right. Next question. This is Super Troopers, a.k.a. Cabbage. And I was wondering, with seven-star trays becoming more available and players looking for easier ways to clear hat, do you guys think there will be a tray hat auto team? What would the comp look like? Thanks, Mio. <laughs> um, all right, so the first part of this from Google Translate, all I hear is, it's a super trooper. It's like, it's a me, Mario, you know? And then you have the next part that is, take a cabbage and we're selling stock traders become available in players. What? <laughs> what? My favorite part, take a cabbage and we're selling stock. What? The- <laughs> Go home, Google Translate. You're drunk. So, um, anyway, the actual question is about Seven Star Trey becoming available. And I will be honest, this is something I am currently working on. I don't know if it's possible. However, there was a team I was testing the other day that was pretty interesting. And I can't even remember what it was. Oh, no, I do. Okay. So, I used Admiral Akbar. Commander Luke Skywalker, Hermit Yoda, uh, Wampa, and I believe it, and Treya. 
So I used those five, and I took all the mods off Admiral Akbar so he would die. And that way, Commander Luke would be the only one calling in to attack. That way, if General Grievous got his full turn meter thing, CLS would still reduce it so he wouldn't immediately go. I did it on full auto, and phase one, I got 80% of the way through, which gives me hope because I think phase one is by far the most difficult to do on auto. It's something I'm still going to work with, but I, I do actually think that there's some potential there. I think at some point, Trey will be a key to doing that because that extra 50% crit damage, in addition to, you know, the health steal, you uh, honestly probably don't even need a healer. I'm probably better off taking out Hermit Yoda, perhaps, and maybe going with BB-8 um, or maybe Han Solo. I'm not sure. Uh, it might be something that I test. I mean, Han Solo doing even more damage would be super fun. So, uh, yeah, that is going to be a project I am going to work on at some point is a little bit more effort into trying to solo that. Who? Take out who? Your team said Hermit Yoda and Wampa, right? Why would you take out Hermit Yoda and leave Wampa? Well, because Treya would then be healing. Right, but Hermit Yoda's better than Wampa. So why would why not take he out is. Wampa? That's, that's definitely true. Well, because it's like... So, for example... I don't... It's fine. I, I know the reasoning. I'm just... Making... For example... <laughs> like, you could probably find someone that does this podcast better than me. But... You know... Why replace me? You've come this far, it's, it's too much work. I'm otherwise. fine. It's the same with Wampa. <laughs> Wampa's fun. Leave him in. Let him do his thing. What do you think? I think that uh, you have more experience than I uh, have no idea. I think that any auto team for Heroic AT is going to involve characters we don't have yet. That, that might work better with Treya than the ones we have. Mm. Or it might not involve Treya at all going once it happens. So I'm not sure. I mean, we got a team that can do three and four already. Uh, I don't think it, it probably is not too far off. It might even be one or two characters from finding a full solo auto team. Um, but we shall see. And I don't know what it's going to be, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know really know what's missing as far as just to get past the uh, enrages. The enrages are the part that's just the the hardest part. So, Yeah, for sure. That's phase, phase two enrage on that tank is is probably the har one of the harder um, yeah. the harder auto parts because that tank just enrages very quickly in phase two. Might need some mass foresight or something. I don't know. No. Um, all right, let's move on. Next question. All right, take two. Don't know what happened there. Sorry. <laughs> this is Gorstag from the Future of the Order Guild. Couldn't pass up an opportunity to ask a couple of Swaga lovers what they think about the latest tunes, the releases from the Solo movie, and KOTOR. Who are the best, and who are the worst? Maybe more interested in the worst. I think we all know who the best already are. Thanks, guys. 
Keep it up. I first off, I love when Gorstag <laughs> calls in because Gorstag has the most epic voice. <laughs> hey, howdy! It's Gorstag. I love Gorstag. Guy's awesome. And I love the fact that, as he called us, what Google Translate thinks is swaddle lovers. Couple yeah. of swaddle lovers. Aw, I do love to swaddle. Indeed, you don't <laughs> love swaddling. Um, so solo movie and Kotar, who are the best and who are the worst, and uh, you know maybe more interested in who the worst are because I think we know, uh, you know, McMull has his, you know, Hiroke T video solo with you know, young Han that does some, you know, where he just goes bonkers and does ridiculous damage. Yeah. Basil Sean, who's amazing. She's a great leader for heroic Sith raid. Uh, um, who else? Jolie Bindo's pretty Nest. good. Nest is unbelievable. <laughs> um, as far as characters, I don't really care for. Before you answer, is it that you don't care for them or you just don't see a use for them right now? Because honestly, I see, I see, T3. I like almost all of their kits. Um, I think the two out of both Solo and, okay, I'll, I'll give you some from Solo and some from the KOTOR. Okay. I don't really, if I had to pick out of all the Solo characters, the last one I would farm, if they were all in the same place, it would be Lando. I like L3 for droid teams. I like L3 for her tanking ability. I think she's really good in droid teams as a tank. Uh, she, she'll she be good in a light side scoundrel team. Um, but Lando is just the one that's kind of... His kit, to me, is just kind of decent, but not great. Uh, definitely the last one that I would Zeta on that team. Um, but then, of course, he has a ship, so that makes him someone people go for as well. But uh, I just... He's the one, the lowest ranking, worst... Not, quote-unquote worst, if you want to use that word, uh, he would be it on the solo one. And as far as the other side goes, just because I don't see a use for them, um, I think they're a much better version of the veteran smugglers, but I just don't know where you're going to use Mission Vow and Zalbar right now. Um, the thing about well, Zalbar is he has Armor Shred. Yes, that is boom. awesome, but the thing about Armor Shred with him is it doesn't stack the same way that Sabine's does. So you're only going to have one stack of it ever at a time with him. Which is it's still good that he has it, and it's still a good thing. It's just not it's not at the same level, basically. But I do like I do like that, that Mission has her own new buff, or debuff blind. That's cool. Uh, Mission is the first person to have armor shred without being Sabine. So they both have really cool kits, which is why I think they're better a better combination than the veteran smugglers. I just don't see a place for them right now besides what always comes up, territory war defense, because they are really hard to kill. They are really annoying to kill when they're together. So, yeah. yeah those are the two at the bottom of my KOTOR list. Uh, as you know, I've played a lot with T3. Mm -hmm. I think if General Grievous came out with a really awesome leader ability, T3 you would definitely want on your team. Um, because of everything that he does. So that's yeah, where I that's stand. That's a good point. Uh, Mission Val, I don't really have any opinion on because uh, I've never, never used her. Not even 
Not even in the little event where you get the free shard. <laughs> Not so even we're in the marquee. Move on to the next question. Yeah. Not bitter at all. Did we lose? Hey guys, this is Horstronaut of Black Sun Council Rises, and I've got a Zeta or not for you. I just started playing this year, and I'm about to get my first Zeta. I was wondering if I should put it on my Emperor Palpatine lead that I'm running in Squad Arena, because things are starting to look on the decline for Empire. Uh, my backups are I'm working on First Order, so I could save it up for Kylo Ren Unmasked instead. And another thing you guys should know is that I don't have Scion or Nihilus unlocked. I'm working on them, but it will probably be a while. Thanks. Love the show. Hmm. Okay, can you explain? I missed the first half of that question. Uh, I, I tried to read Google Translate to try to catch up, and I that did not explain anything to me. So <laughs> explain this question to me so that I can actually answer it, because I did not hear the first part of it. Well, he's got a Jetta or not for us um and it is if he's wondering if he should pose zeta on palpatine these running squad arena or not uh leader i would assume since you're in live chat yeah are you talking about leader ability because if so yes it is a i mean it is a really great leader ability the problem is if you're facing many basilis sean teams they will eat empire up even with the zeta um, I would definitely not do his unique ability. Uh, that one's almost just completely out of the question for me. But the leader ability is really good. But like I said, if you're facing a lot of Basilashan, totally not worth it because they they will just they will eat your lunch, and it will not be good. Um, yeah, and I, and then I, the problem I, with me problem with me at this point of putting it on there to put that team in is I run a. a Bastlashan Jedi team on my alt account, and I target every Empire I can find because I can just auto it with my uh, yep. Jedi team. And so I'd be afraid at this point of a three-star leader character being able to beat my high-end Empire team with a Empire Palpatine lead if that's what I found in my arena. So I'd probably try to find a... Yeah. A different way to go than that at this point because the Empire Sith's been in the arena at the top of the arena for a long time. Treya hasn't been there as as long, but it's they've been there for a while. So I would have to think that within the next two months, probably around two months, that maybe there's going to be some kind of new meta coming. Um, so maybe save them or maybe find something. I mean. I still have people with Rex teams at the top of my arena. If you want to run an old Wampa team, not old Wampa, yeah. that's that's heroics, but uh, Mother Wampa with a Rex lead and Talzin and Wampa, um, that one still works. I even if you wanted to go with your Jedi, you, I, I run three-star Bastilashan with the Zeta. So if you want to work on the Jedi to run it, that still works. Yep. Um, but I would probably move more towards what's more what's newer at this point than what's older because I do think Palpatine Zeta is definitely on on the outs as a leader in the next few totally months. Totally agree. So. Yeah, uh, I would much rather spend on Basilis Sean and like you said, you're uh, also considering Kylo Ren a mask, which is a pretty good option. You know, that'll help you get BB-8 and that's always a good thing. So, um, 
I think your first order would probably be a better long-term investment than spending on Emperor Palpatine, who is probably going to be out of the meta before too long. And like I said, those Bestelshan teams just really crush him. Uh, I, I would suggest, you know, working on Bastila rather than, uh, or Zading Bastila rather than uh, Emperor Palpatine. So, cool. Agreed. Sweet. So well, now you want me to move to the Discord questions? Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, we got a lot of good ones. So the first one is from Zane Carrick, who is also in the podcast chat. So he'll be the first up. But the question is, I'm in a position to start working on a new faction slash team. With so many new tunes being recently introduced or reworked, which would you recommend investing in? as having the most value in the game and possibly thinking about future content. And then he listed some examples like Night Sisters, Solo Team, Old Republic, Bounty Hunters, or Jedi. Um, I will say this. Um, uh, I really, really enjoy the Bounty Hunters on my alt account. I yeah. They are... Super annoying to gear up. Like Greedo, Greedo lives up to his name. He wants, he's greedy for all the gear. It's crazy. Um, but once you get them to gear 11, start working on gear 12 for them, it's not as bad at that point. And they, that faction is really fun to work with. Now you got Imbo, which, you know, in a couple of months will be free to play, but you can buy him now if you like to, you know, if, if you are down to spend money on him. That whole team, I think, is really awesome. They have a lot of utility in a lot of places. You need them for dark side territory battles. They are really good on defense and territory wars. They're good on offense and territory wars. They get the bonuses from territory wars. Um, Just overall, that team has so... Think of it this way. Every one of them has a different leader ability with different payouts. And... There's so much utility in what they can do in different parts of the game because of the abil- the ability to switch out uh, the leader and what their payout is that it, it's they're very they're very good. So if I were to pick yes. one out of the ones you listed, it would probably be bounty hunters. I think the bounty hunters are really really good. Yeah, I agree. The bounty hunters I think are really good, and um, I I think there's. There's a lot of potential there, you know, with the uh, with the stuff they did to Greedo and making them, you know, they're the best Phase 3 team at the moment, and so that is definitely not a bad thing. But also, Jedi slash Old Republic. I mean, Basil Sean is so good. Um, yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely... Um, I think I would lean Jedi because at some point we will get Jedi Luke, I would assume. And you're probably going to need some Jedi to get Jedi Luke. I'm just assuming. So the, I wouldn't see, I would think Jedi Luke would be a hero's journey. And I would assume if any Jedi you would need to get Jedi Luke, it would only be Hoda. Cause what Jedi really beyond old Ben and Hoda were there at that point. But I see I, I get what you're saying. You yeah. want a team to put him in once you get him. But the the other thing 
to think about is we don't really know when the next hero's journey or legendary is coming. And you also could think about gearing light side scoundrels or KOTOR characters because of the off chance one of them or one of those two groups is required for a legendary coming up. Uh, it's hard to say whether that's going to happen. I really, I'm farming light side scoundrels myself right now, just in case as they come out and they drop into farmable locations. Um, but you know, as far as long term and knowing what's going on right now, I like bounty hunters. If you want to play the what if game, you can either go after the uh, old Republic guys or the light side scoundrels and hope that maybe that pays off for you. But uh, the surefire bet for me is bounty hunters. Jedi is another one that's another good one. Um, yeah, so. Or right, Ewoks. So... You can do Ewoks. Because eventually we're going to get C-3PO as a new Ewok leader, and he will lead them into <laughs> the Promised Land. So, nice. there's that. All right. Uh, Drayton asked, more and more people seem to be leaving the game lately. Do you think this is something CG is aware of and looks at? And what can they do to retain player base? Or is the game entering its final phase of its life cycle in which we'll likely see a player base retract rather than expand from here on in? Um, I don't know how many people are leaving the game. I mean, there are people that leave the game, of course. It's like any other game. But most of the people I know that have been playing for quite a while are still playing. I think it still has a really solid core base. And, you know, the numbers that, you know, we see that get posted, you know, quarterly or whatever, uh, look pretty good. And... This is definitely stuff that CG is aware of. I mean, they know exactly how many people are leaving, coming, and all of that good stuff. And as far as retaining older players, that's how I'm going to approach this as an older player. Because when you get to a point where you've had, where you've got almost everything in the store, and you know you're just finalizing farming things. Uh, you know, it can be difficult to figure out where to go next. So I definitely think we need, you know, more legendary, maybe another legendary character and possibly either a new, we need a new game mode, in my opinion, that is like progressive and constantly that can almost make itself more difficult as a constant in-game content. Because I think that's part of the problem. Like the Heroic Sith Raid, yeah, you can get better scores, but there's only so far you can go. I think it would be really cool if there was some sort of thing that just kind of allowed you to keep progressing in some way. I'm not sure how they would do that without... I mean, I really don't have any ideas for that, but I think something like that would be awesome for us, for us longtime players that, you know, have the Heroic Sith Raid on farm and, you know, have our rosters pretty full of characters, you know, that have been around very long at all. What do you think? I think I'm looking for uh, monthly download numbers on the game. Um because I think the last time, I can't remember the website that I was looking at the uh, like a, three or four weeks ago, but 
As far as download numbers for the game go, it was it uh, it looked pretty steady, maybe with a little bit of decline at the end little area, but nothing like massive to the point where oh crap, the, no one's playing the game anymore. I think that I think longtime players have played this game long enough that they've seen spots of inactivity or places where they just got tired of what they were doing and just decided that they didn't want to play anymore. Um, I think that at a game like this, um, there's always going to be ups and downs and places where uh, you might not want to play, but you keep playing just because you, you know, have put so much into it and know that something else will come eventually. Um, but I think of it this way, right? When we do this podcast, this week we did question and answers. Uh, we added our own segment, but there was no new content put out this week by CG. You know, sometimes we have an episode where we have all this new stuff to talk about, and sometimes we have to have fun ourselves and, you know, make our own content and enjoy that, right? It's the same way with this game. I I don't see this... I think at this point... I don't know. I, I don't see this going downhill right now. Doesn't mean it won't. Doesn't mean it will. I mean, it's just... That's what it is. But I will say this. I have seen, I have had a lot of our original guild members from our guild have left the game recently. So people that were playing since April 2016 that are gone or are stopping playing. I've seen that a lot more often in the last four months than I have any time before that. So it is kind of concerning it to that point. But I don't, I don't think that there's anything bad to say right now. I don't think that this yeah. game's dying or anything. Yeah, no, me either. I I don't think it's close from what I've seen and everything. All right, next question from Shannon Tate. With the new mod increases coming, what are some tunes slash teams that are going to get the most benefit or are going to have much higher use by exploiting some of the specific stat changes? Uh, e.g. Barut are likely to return, giving the increase in health mods. I really, really like this question. This could be a, an entire segment on the show, actually. It probably could be. So, yeah, like you said... Maybe it Beirut, should be. Anyone... Mate? Possibly. <laughs> um, I definitely have a list of characters, though, that I think are going to benefit the most. I think... Uh, Wampa, for example, is one. Any character that has protection up or that benefits from protection up, Basilishan lead and Jedi. Wampa. Uh, who, who else does protection up? I mean... Uh, Grandmaster Yoda. I mean, there's... Treya. A- yeah, Grandmaster Yoda. Like, all of these characters, I think, are going to get a significant benefit. You know, the... Uh, health increase on a health primary is basically tripling. And that is going to, I mean, that's really going to change the way things work. Uh, Something else is leader abilities like Emperor Palpatine, 35% health increase. Well, that's going to increase, you know, that happens after you mod your character. And... By starting with a larger health pool, it's just going to be that much more difficult. It's going to make Nest annoying as hell. Um, Nest is so difficult to kill already, you kind of have to time it right. 
And yeah, just imagine S with two health primaries, you know, getting all that extra health. That will be so much fun. I cannot wait. Um, well, one thing to mention, after going after our uh, sneaky Zetas segment, uh, the heals from, from Luminara's Zeta leadership with that much more of her health pool going up could be pretty huge. Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, so later, looking at leadership abilities that take into account some of these inflating stats going forward is definitely something to look at now and see if it's worth, you know, theory crafting into um, once those mods come out. For sure. So, and uh, you know, at some point we'll have a list. We'll do something with like a list of mods that you should be looking for to increase first, you know, and health primary hint is going to be one of them. Um, You know, you don't get much of a game from protection, but health primaries, you know, it's a significant change. So mods like that, you definitely want to be focusing on trying to get around right now and get ready for that, because I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Uh, It could also make a return of teams like Resistance, who exposed just because exposed does 20% damage no matter what, doesn't matter what the health number is, it will do that amount of damage, which just means that you'll get through protection faster the more health they have, uh, you know, because you'll be doing more damage per exposed. And also, you know, like uh, Barris, Zated Barris, you know, could possibly make a comeback. True. That would be the. That's along the same vein as the Beirut comment, so... Yes. Because it's all that health. Indeed. Uh, next question. Keys? Quees? I don't know. Every time. My, my, my guild is starting to unlock Treya now. Do you prefer to put her on defense in Territory War or on attack? Also, if you had the choice between working on Phoenix, Bounty Hunter... Imperial Troopers or First Order, which one would you work on, assuming they're all gear 12, 7 star? Gear um, 8, 7 star. My bad, bro. Don't need a lot uh, of work if they're at gear 12, 7 star. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so as far as Treya, I would rather put her wherever the officers tell me that we're going to do. Whether If the officers say we're going to use her on offense, then I want to use her on offense. If they say defense, then defense. If I was here's, making the decision, I would probably pick defense, though. Here's why I pick defense. And this is a common sentiment. We're seeing it in chat as well. She's very hard to attain. Not everyone has her. And even if you're at the top of the Territory War chain, there are still guilds there that are unlocking her now, haven't unlocked her. I mean, you we'll still go up against some guilds that don't have any Treyas, right? So a lot, putting her on defense can do a lot for you because in some cases, people just don't have the teams to get through Treya. So if you had a whole Treya wall somewhere, uh, that could completely halt an offense on some guilds. So I would say defense myself. That being said, she's also pretty good on offense. So, you know, she could make your path on offense a little bit easier if you decide to go that route. And I'll be honest. See, here's here's my thinking with defense. If you have a good defense that they can't get through, it cuts down the amount of time you're actually sitting in Territory Wars fighting. 
Because sometimes territory wars can go on forever. So if you can get to a point where you can get five of their sections knocked out, but they can't get past three of yours, and then you can be done there from there and spend a, you know, a little time here and there if things start getting a little closer than they should be, totally fine. I want to do whatever gets me the least amount of time in there than fighting all 24 hours. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it is yeah. a grind. Uh, um, it's not as bad as tournaments were where you were like sitting there for five hours grinding out ally point battles trying to get as many points as you could before you had to sleep um but in this case you try to get all your guild in there fighting constantly to just stay ahead if you can do something that keeps your team keeps you from having to be in there the whole time by putting them on defense then i would definitely choose that so uh zane put a comment in live chat Treya on offense is a one-time use. Treya on defense can take multiple attacks. That's a good point. You get a little bit more use with her on defense. We're not going to disclose what the Shattered Order does because we prefer to beat other Game Changers guilds when we battle them like DB officials. Sorry, oh, yeah. We forgot to uh, forgot to give the update on that. Uh, we said that if we didn't do the update, that that, that yeah. would mean we had lost. So uh, the... The truth of the matter is lose. that is not what happened. Yeah. We didn't lose. We did beat um, the Ashes of Korriban, put up a good fight, but the Shattered Order was able to defeat them. So shout I out to DB. That was a lot of fun. Indeed. I was really excited. My uh, ships took, uh, I believe it was six battles. Yeah. It was very, very nice. exciting. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Why don't you get these next couple questions? All right, so next up we have First Order Wookiee, the Lord of Dots. I have Yoda Battle Meditation and Ezra Flourish and Hoda Zeta already. Should I Zeta Bastila lead or Grandmaster Yoda lead next for Sith Raid and Territory Wars? I won't have Bastila for a while, but she is good. Does it outweigh the rewards I would get from being able to use Jedi in the Sith Raid while she is still paid to play? Um... I I would go with Bastila first and then probably just use my next one on Grandmaster Yoda for the Sith Raid. If you're beating the Sith Raid. If you're still trying to beat the Sith Raid, then I would definitely go Grandmaster Yoda lead. But if you're beating it now, I think you can wait. And that a whole Bastila wall in in Territory Wars can be really, really bad and really annoying. So... I think I would go Bastila Sean myself. I would definitely go Bastila Sean because Grandmaster Yoda lead is pretty good, but there are other options. Grandmaster Yoda can fit in other teams because he does provide quite a bit of stuff no matter what. Uh, you can actually use him in the, you know, the Wampa team that I use. He's still pretty good in that. Uh, you can find that video I'm not sure if that video is on our YouTube or not. I know it's on our Twitch account, so you can go check that out. And, uh, you know, I, I did a run in Phase 2 using that. So y you don't really need the Leader Zeta on Grandmaster Yoda to get really good use out of him for the Sith Raid. And I would just wait and do Basila because I think she's going to be way more useful. And she's really good on defense. Makes sense. Next question. Super Troopers. Why is Nate Ball so bad at Territory Wars? Asking for a friend. 
We've been trying to figure this out. Just, my God, man. I know the answer. And that oh. is because they took all of his amazing speed mods after that mod debacle and put them back mm. to where they were. So That would make sense. That makes sense. He had moved them all around after he got all the speed mods. Then they, they, <laughs> they went away and suddenly everything was screwed up. And so he, he's just... he's. He's in a period where he's trying to remod back to where he was before, and he's having a hard time. So, Nate, it's okay. We're not going to come down on you because you're having a hard time. It's it's Super Troopers wants us to call you out, but I'm going to give you a grace period. So, there you go. Um, Zane, Zane, we're up on you again. You got another question, but here it is. Do you have any theory-crafted teams for territory war defense that you can share in general, what makes a strong defense team aside from typical meta teams? I I have a really good one that I theory crafted. I have one I theory crafted earlier in the segment, and that was uh, Luminara lead with, uh, let's say, throw in General Kenobi and Barris and maybe Consular and Ayala. Something like that. Something leftover... Leftover characters, if you have them. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. interesting. I think the best leads are ones that replenish health and, and um, replenish health and protection and also are able to just outlast teams. Yeah. Indeed. So, um, so uh, where, where are we? I'm trying to remember what the question was. Uh, yeah, the I, I came up with this crazy team that I don't think I've seen anyone use, and it's uh, Trey Elite, Sion, Darth Nihilus, um, Vader, and Thrawn. Uh, it seems to be really good. And oh, is that too meta? Okay, I'll come up with something else. Um, <laughs> I've been wanting to try this, and I think I'm going to. Admiral Akbar lead, Stormtrooper Han, Old Ben, Lando. Pick a fifth with an AOE. Does this sound familiar? I am seriously considering <laughs> rebuilding the team because nobody's going to expect it. Just put a fast Stormtrooper Han out there. Um, it's like most people aren't going to see that team and consider it threatening. If it gets a win, like there's a pretty decent chance it could do. Your gravy, sure. You you gotta win, and it, it'll probably get wiped out the next turn because they have high cooldowns, and you know it may not work great. But you know if if you can get a win with kind of a cheesy team like 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 the old these uh, are the dream types. Team. This is the these are the types of teams that you put closer to the back, where absolutely they're running on dregs. And then you come across something like this where there's a good chance that this team starts rolling. Um, that could be really good. And if you see all these teams, you know, with like AoE attackers or, you know, that just don't seem to have any synergy, people are going to probably send in scrubs anyway and try to take it out. And they could be in for a very big surprise. I think it's about time to take my two-star Lando to gear 11. I think you're on to something. <laughs> this seriously makes me want a gear 12 Lando. Just why not? Dude, 
Pride keeps me at two-star Lando, but Lando is an amazing character. He's awesome. I have him gear 12 on my alt. I had him gear 12 on my other alt. I love that character. Yep. He's just really good. Uh, Elton Blues asks a really good question. What would it take for the two of you to quit this game cold turkey and never look back? Uh, that would not happen is not a possible answer. But I have a fantastic answer to this question. And the answer is, I would quit this game if I were framed for murder, thrown in jail, and didn't have access to a device. What about you? Mine is mine. also has nothing to do with the game. Um, I don't know what would cause me to quit game-wise. I just There's so much that's gone on in this game that has caused others to quit that just never even put me on that edge that I don't know what it would be. But as far as outside the game goes, family things is the only thing that would keep me from playing the game now. Uh, just stuff going on that would require too much of my time away from my phone would make it happen. But other than in the game, I can always find time to play this game. I have, you know, downtime at work. When I work all night, I just get bored. And so I'll play my game on my phone for a while. Or, you know, when I'm at home watching the triplets by myself, I'll play the game for a little bit and then I'll do whatever or then I'll raid or whatever. It's just, it's just a great game it's fun and it kills time, but it's also not a game that you have to sit down like 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 a WoW or a Destiny where if you want to do a dungeon or a or a raid or a strike, you have to dedicate literally 45 minutes to doing it. This yeah. game you can pop it open on your phone, That's a good point. play for 5 minutes, play for 45 minutes, it doesn't matter, you can play for however long you want. That's what I love about this game. That's what got me into it is the fact that it is literally can take seconds it can take hours it can take whatever you want it to be so that is why i like this game and that is why it works for me and that is why i got into it the way i did so i don't know what would kill that besides making game modes maybe that you literally had to sit in they're like you had to sit in for hours or an hour to even be competitive in you know i like the fact that you can play this game on your own time so i agree Good question. 100%. Joker, I saw you in the uh, chat, so here's your question. I'm trying to prep a First Order team for Dark Side Territory Battles, as well as the last level of the BB-8 event. What team should I use, and what gear abilities should I prioritize? All are gear 8 now. Mo- most, but not all Omegas done. No Zetas, but crew lead is next on my list. Um, here's the team I use, and I like the most. I use, and, and I, well, you said you have the characters already, so this is the team I use and that I would use for the event. Crew lead, Phasma, Executioner, First Order, TIE Pilot, and, uh, and, um... Officer? I know who you're thinking. Yeah, Officer is the one I use. Only because my, my, my Kylo Ren is not past gear eight and doesn't have a Zeta. If I had a Xylo or even a, just a regular Kylo Ren that was higher geared, I would take Phasma out and put him there for that. That's the team I like to use. The team that you mentioned without Phasma with Kylo would also be the team that I use. Uh, crew lead is absolutely awesome. First Order Executioner is amazing. He is so much fun. 
And then whenever you throw in first order officer, those three are such a great core. I don't know that it matters too much who else you have because, you know, uh, first order executioner has the awesome stacking health, which, by the way, new mods could be useful. And giving him offense up when him start stacking up that health, you know, he can become he can become a monster once he gets some of that uh, health stacked up. So I think that is a really, really great core. And, you know, Kylo and Phasma both just help everybody go more often, which is obviously incredibly useful. Kylo is a little bit better for that because he can have his cooldowns reset. And, you know, first order type that's a really good, good attacker. Um, he could also fit in, but I, I think he would be, you know, less useful than, you know, somebody who gives turn meter and things like that. So, and, uh, Joker added to his question in the chat saying, so TIE pilot, not first order stormtrooper. Uh, the only, uh, a, my first order stormtrooper, I never geared because I decided to gear crew instead. Uh, um, well, actually I had stormtrooper geared to gear nine for the event, um, which, what's BB-8's event? And I never took him further than that. Then crew came out, so I never really worried about First Order Stormtrooper, and I just don't think you need two tanks on that team. Um, obviously, it'll add to your viability to have two tanks if you just want them to last longer, but I, I think crew is a good enough tank that you don't need to add a second tank, so that's why I would leave him out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh First order stormtrooper can be pretty good, but I'd rather have damage dealer. And like I said, I think if you got that core three crew, first order executioner, and first order officer, I think you're in a good spot. Officer is pretty easy to gear, and he doesn't need a ton of gear. Get him to like gear nine or ten, uh, you know, uh, preferably ten. Make him a little bit tankier. Make him fast. Let him swap turn meter and do his thing. I think that's a really good core, and then just put people around him that uh, around those characters that help them be better. And I think that's more like Phasma and crew rather than, you know, Stormtrooper and whoever else. Uh, oh, I don't even know if I want to bother. Uh, Droma. I tried to say it fast so you couldn't tell how bad I butchered it. <laughs> uh, when you start working on a team, Night Sister, Nightmare, Jedi, whatever, is it better to hoard the Zetas till you gear them up to the level you want or Zeta them as they become available? And for free to play, what gear level should you get teams to to maximize your value to the guild in TB and T-Dub? So... As for the last question, I don't really know as far as like gear level and stuff. I, I think your gear 10 is kind of where teams start being quite a bit better for territory war and territory battles just because they have all the extra protection and, you know, you can, uh, you know, the stats start getting better, but it's not too difficult to gear them more. Uh, as for the Zetas, I kind of hoard them a little bit. I'd rather wait until a team's ready just in case you never, you know, there's opportunity costs lost there, whether it's a new character coming out or a rework or something like that, that could possibly happen. They could completely change the way things work out. So, um, 
I, I'm a fan of saving. Uh, Zeta them as late as possible, you know, especially if you're not using them. If it's a character that's not helping you gain more crystals or credits or something along those lines, you're much better off waiting. Um, you know, and, you know, if you're trying to help your team in territory war, you know, a Zeta that makes an entire team is generally a good idea. So if you're going Night Sister, you know, like Asajj lead or Mother Talzin lead, I think Mother Talzin lead is probably better for that specifically, but Asajj has more overall value in the game. Uh, you, you know, do leader abilities, I would say, just just because they they make so many more characters relevant, especially when you're talking about the three teams that you mentioned. What do you think? I think uh, someone had a bad dream and I had to walk away from the question, so I did not hear it or have an answer to the question. So I had screaming children uh -oh. in the other room, and I am All back right. now. So do you want apologies. to read the question and give an answer, or was my answer so good that it doesn't need anything else? I completely trust Aww, you. Yay. All right, we'll go on to Jade's question. <laughs> Would you rather Zeta Sith or Jedi first? Only Sith Zetas I have are Vader and Palp Leader. Only Zetas or only Jedi Zetas are Ezra. Um, what do you think? Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's simple. I think it depends on where your roster is with Sith and Jedi. If you have a lot of Jedi, I think Jedi is a good answer. I think if you have a lot of Sith, specifically Sion and Darth Nihilus, I think Sith are the better investment. Uh, you know, Je and there's a go ahead. There's a Phase Two team of Sith that has some really good scores for the heroic Sith raid that doesn't involve Treya. Um, I don't know. Grandmaster lead, I guess there are some good heroic Sith teams as well that don't involve Bastila yeah. Sean. I don't know. I mean, you're already on your way with uh, the Palpatine leader because I know he's the leader for that phase two team um, with all those other Sith. So I would say Sith, you're probably going to end up with... Uh, you'll probably end up with Treya eventually. Uh, Nihilus and Scion are just super powerful characters. I think that's probably where I would go Sith to start. Yeah. Uh, I think there are a lot of options with Jedi. You know, Grandmaster Yoda, his his Zetas are pretty good. Hermit Yodas are pretty good. Um, there Are there a lot of options with Z Jedi, though? I think all the options for Sith are good. There are a lot of options for Jedi, but not all well, of them. Well, here's what I mean by that. I should clarify. Sith? Mm, they don't really fit real well outside of Sith. There are a lot of Jedi that fit well outside of Jedi. Ezra, Grandmaster Yoda, Hermit Yoda. What is a lot? What do you mean? Well, you're saying a lot. What's a lot? Three, four, well, five? Well, yeah, I ten. can name them all. Ezra? General right, but I mean, it's not going to be more than like five I or mean, six, right? I mean, half the faction can be used in other teams. What 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 mm, Sith could be. can be used outside of a primarily Sith slash Emperor Palpatine Empire team? I mean, I, well, I'm not arguing that. Look, I'm not arguing Jedi are a good thing to gear. I'm arguing that the use of the word a lot. I don't think that there are a lot. I think that there's a 
there's a good five handful, but not a lot. Um, a lot to me is Rebels or Empire, not Jedi. I'm not saying there are... Okay, there are, let's see, 21 Jedi. And let's see. Uh, Barris, I think, has usability outside of Jedi. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, General Kenobi. Um, Ezra, Grandmaster Yoda, Hermit Yoda. All of those characters absolutely have viability outside of a Jedi team. Um Bastila Sean. And that was a handful. <laughs> I mean Bastila Sean I don't see using outside of a yeah, Jedi that's team. Was, no, that's what I was about to say. She won't really be used outside of a Jedi team at all. I mean, that's what, thirty percent of them? I would say that's a lot. I didn't say a majority, but You would say a lot is less than a majority? Yeah. If I if I wanted to say a majority. No. we're arguing semantics, so it doesn't if, really matter. I just thought it was an interesting word to use for jedi that would mean they've come an awful long way with only adding two new ones and a leader ability on grandmaster yoda because that would a lot for jedi is not the word we would have used a month and a half ago mm, i don't know N- not not sh- uh, i'm pretty sure we know that no one really Everyone wanted Jedi reworks because Jedi were not used. Well, that that was more of a meta thing. I mean, there, it's not like, I mean, Ezra was in the team that soloed the uh, heroic Sith. So was Grandmaster Yoda. I mean, that happened earlier this year before the rework. I mean, yeah, or heroic uh, Sith, heroic AT. I mean, they've they've been used for, for sure in teams. So. I'm not saying they haven't. I'm just saying there's not yeah, like a lot of them. All right. uh, next. <laughs> I know. That's why I said we're arguing semantics, so we should just move on. Uh, First Order Wookiee. What's your favorite Wookiee in the game? Uh, uh, can you help me out with with the, with the names here? Cause... Chewbacca? Or are you talking about the the, the Harry the, Potter nonsense? Are you talking about our listener or the listener Wookies or the game Wookies? I I think they're wanting us to settle a, a dispute, and we're not going to settle a dispute. That's not what we're doing. We're not judges. Yeah, I I, I cannot choose between two of my favorite people. Indeed, so. I have a lot of favorite people, so no one be offended. All right, so <laughs> Molly asks. If a new legendary event is coming and one of the newer squads will be needed, similar to how Phoenix would need it for Thrawn, do you think prepared squad slash old republic is more likely? And who would be your favorite character to see added for each of those two factions? Okay, so. Prepared squad versus Old Republic more likely. I I would say Old Republic because there's Revan and Malak. There are characters that have been rumored and speculated for a long time to come to the game. I think I think Old Republic is ten times more likely. Cause the other part of the question is who the prepared squads, the solo characters, who who? Who would be the legendary character from from that movie? I just it, it wouldn't. Well, it would. At that point, it would probably not be from that movie. It would probably be a scoundrel, because that would that would be the only way I well, could see 
them yeah, being needed for legendary. Yeah, but who would be connected to them? Uh, Beckett or the dude Does that Kira kills? Well, I mean, yeah, Beckett's one. That's but I don't see him being a legendary. Well, that's my point. My, no one they would I, be used to get. They're scoundrels, so I don't think they definitely have to be. I don't know, man. I, I, I think you're on to something with the Kotor ones because there's more known legendary type characters that would come from them. But I, we're seeing where they're dropping these solo characters, and so far, two out of three have been in pretty decent farm places. Now we'll have to see where Nest drops and a couple other ones to kind of just guess if that is a thing that's going to happen for them. Um, if it was a light side scoundrel that required light side scoundrels like the solo characters and then whatever ones there already are in the game, I could see that happening. Uh, but I don't know who it would be unless it was like Hondo. I still don't know what a Hondo know. is. But <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know between the two. If we have to guess on what... Which of the two had legendary characters attached to them? It would be KOTOR. But I don't see... And this goes back to the podcast poll last week. I don't see Bastila Sean going to a non-hard node. And if you just need those five, if you drop someone on a hard node and then two weeks later require them for a legendary, there yeah, will be right. I will say so. that the prepared characters are more set up as far as farming locations for a legendary but I don't think they're more likely. That's why I think they might be the one that is... I think that's the only argument for them. Or it might be a faction that other people, you yeah. already are farming. Like clones, like we've talked about for about a, a, a Django, or just, we don't know that any of these new marquees are going to be required yep. for a legendary. That's just, from past experiences, we're all bracing for that because we don't want to be surprised again and feel annoyed and just the panic yeah. set in. So, All right, let's. I don't know, but uh, I think I think we should probably head to trivia now. We're at two and a half hours. That leaves us some pretty good questions for next week. But uh, yeah, we 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 have. I love I love Q and A weeks because we always end up with a lot of yes. good questions that we can continue to answer over. A couple podcasts. So, so we will start with Rampant uh, Rabbit next time. And you're going to lock this. That way no one else can add questions. We may take some audio. Already done, we my friend. We may take some audio questions if audio questions are called in. Because they're simple and fun. And we don't get a whole lot of them. So uh, that that will be a possibility. That's the only other way to possibly get a question in. So... Uh, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Yeah. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Just an update of what I've been doing this entire podcast. If you keep seeing me look down, I have been, I have my iOS or my Apple phone set to the functionality where if I tap the screen, it'll do bronzeums for me. 
<laughs> I've been doing bronzeums for probably the entire podcast, and I have only burned 150k <laughs> of my one million. So that's a good idea. I should start using the podcast awesome. to do that as well. What a brilliant idea! Yeah. I'm sitting here. I got the phone in front of me. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit See, and open bronzeums. I haven't been buying bronzeums because. I'm so worried that they're going to do something, you know, with bronzeums and it's going to be a situation where I need them. And even though I don't really think that's going to happen, I'm paranoid of it. I'm, I was at a million, so I had to start spending them because if I see myself work towards two million, Ooh, I might go crazy. Guess so. what's in the mod store? A, a mod that I Mods? should buy. All right, let's right, see what happens live. It is a, uh, it's a tenacity set bonus. Health primary, I'm only buying it because it's sliceable. Gold, it has offense and speed secondaries, also with some potency and health. Uh, so let's, let's see what happens here. This is going to be really exciting. Live mod looking. Woo! What do you got? All right. Where is that mod? There. Oh, hello there. Here we go. All right. Level 12, and it turned out to be crap. Crap. Hey, that sounds, ah. that is like a live looking of what mods usually are. That's beautiful. Ah. Um, so it ended up with 675 health, nine speed, 43 offense, didn't proc once. And that it has 5% potency. It's so exciting. Let's. Nine speed's like a decent like secondary what, group what, what mod. That, so. Whatever. Alright. Question one. <laughs> Alright, so this week we are playing a game called Ooh. Name That Tune. You're gonna start if you can get it off the first if you can get it off the first hint, you're gonna get more points than as we keep going, um, you'll get less points. I like so this. I'm not quite sure how the questions are structured, whereas we have to play the trust game where we I can't tell you the answer to the question unless it's only one person gets the points. So we'll have to trust that the person says they got it on whatever one. Cool. Or else only one person get the answer. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. First question. All right, here we got a little little blurb here from Tesh. This week for Name the Tune, you'll have three clues revealed one at a time. After any number of the clues, you can lock in your guess as to who it is but you may not change your guess after. Okay, so he's got he's got us covered. I don't I don't know why I doubted. Tess knows what Tesh, he's doing. But he's got it. You can you can lock in your guess after a All right. certain clue. If you get it correct after one clue, you get three points. Two clues, two points. Three point three clues, one point. The first and second clues may still leave multiple options on the table or might narrow it down to the correct answer. Have fun. All right, so if you want to lock in your answer, you just tell me so I know which one you locked it in on, and I will do the same for you. Question one, here we go. It did not work the way Tesh wanted it to because I did not open it as a PowerPoint. Uh. So I'm going to go back to our normal faces on here, and I'm just going to download it as a PowerPoint and run it as a okay. PowerPoint. So... So give me two seconds because this is, I like this idea yeah, and I don't so do I I. want it to. So uh, while you're doing that, here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to tell you about some things I'm doing over at the YouTube channel. Uh, so I've got some footage recorded for my Chex Mix team. I've got some stuff I would like to do there. Night Sister team, because I have some theories. You know, I, I don't... I'm actually going to test this at some point. I'm going to test, uh, you know, the Asajj lead Zeta. I've already got footage. I know what it does with Asajj having her second Zeta. But I'm curious to see what happens if you give Mother Towson a Zeta. Because there are probably people out there that have Zeta'd Mother Towson for their arena team, but have not Zeta'd the unique on Asajj. And I'm curious to see how that happens. So that may be something covered in that video wherever that gets out. But... Hopefully, I'm going to get a video out, you know, next week. I was planning to get one out last week. It didn't happen. I've been busy. Ugh. So, sorry, guys. But All right. My my ginormous main screen is now covered by the uh, thing. So, let's see if I can right, get it right. Perfect. If it works right now. And I will read it off to you. All right. Okay, first one. Trivia question one. The first hint is an attacker in the Galactic War store. Literally, I could guess one for a chance at three points. <laughs> but there are so many in there. You, you know, you, there's a good chance you're not going to get it. Yeah, I am. I am going to hold off. I am holding off as well. Second hint. Can remove turn meter on his basic. Locking in my answer. Uh, me as well. Alright, so we both locked in. I'll read the third hint. Shoots Ooh. a rifle. Alright, so I didn't write it very big because I don't have a dry erase, but, uh, and I can't see if you can see That's this on I have the screen. Well. But anyways, I have Tuscan Raider. All right, I thought so. I thought so. Yay! So, two points for both of us. Question two. All right. Question two. First hint, can stun on basic? Interesting. Not a lot of characters do this. I feel like this is something that should automatically be stuck in my head. I'm... Uh, I'll give you a hint. Ah, that's pretty good. Rhymes actually. with Bleedo. I... What was the answer you get when it got when I... Well, what was the Cat answer Bane, I, I gave when I said Rhymes with Bleedo? Um, <laughs> I think I it was actually on so I, I am not. have I an answer and I am locking it in. All right. I'm hoping for three points. Let's see what happens. Grant's tenacity as a leader ability. Grant's tenacity as a leader ability. I think that just took out my I... answer, but I'm not totally sure. 
I am going to lock in my answer. Okay. All right. The third clue. Let's see what the third clue is. She wields. <laughs> she what wields a blue lightsaber. My answer was Ayala Secura. I put Basila Sean. I got Ayala from the first hint. All right, and the answer is Ayala Secura. Three points for me. Cerro Parati. Question three. All right. Question three, hint number one. Has a self-revive. <laughs> I have an idea, this but is it a is a shot list. in the dark and I don't want to give up points now. Okay, I'm <laughs> waiting as well. Yeah. Gains taunt with an ability. Uh, uh, Locking crap. it in. Uh, I think I know. I should have gone with my is, instinct on number two one. That do this, so. Are there two? Maybe I shouldn't have gone with my instinct. The guy I had, uh, uh, the guy I had in mind, well, the guy or girl I had in mind for number one. There are two that meet both was, these criteria. Uh, meets both these criteria. What? What? Yeah. So. What are both? I don't the clues know so the far? second. I don't know of two. I know of one. Let's see if I got it. Yep. I am. Uh, As a self revive gains taunt with an ability. I am going to wait. That's gonna cost me a point, I got a feeling. Alright. Damn it. Yep. That's what I would have put. Three is a rebel. That is my answer as well. My answer I locked in at two was Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. Alright, so you got one and Scion. I got two. Um who's the other one? Uh, None of his abilities grant taunt. Yeah, his unique ability. I mean, he gets... He grants... Other abil... It didn't say gives himself yeah, taunt. Yeah, but he, he, says he has can't an give himself taunt. taunt. He has an ability that grants taunt. You... Even if you could press his unique, it wouldn't but grant him taunt. You have to land. Correct, but his unique you have to ability land pain to get the taunt. And it would be the taunt. other person's turn. It is an ability that grants taunt. The ability doesn't grant taunt. The ability says if someone has pain, you yes. get taunt. Yes, but he wouldn't be able to get taunt without the You have to inflict pain to there. get the taunt. I don't think this ability 
Oh, well, okay. If it said Grant's taunt with an ability, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, I would have never thought of him as the answer to this question, so good thinking there. But the, That's the first one yeah, I thought Scarefable of. Yeah, Path Runner, when I saw it has self revive, was the first person I thought of, and I so should have. seven to three now. I should have done it on number one. As we move Dang. into. Okay, but I got did to get two Question out of it, four. Just seven to three. All right, question four. First hint, the first tune who could that. inflict stagger. The first tune that could inflict stagger. The first tune that could inflict stagger. I am locking in my answer. Okay. So am I. Only because I don't want to lose points, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. All right, so second hint. Dang it. Was a leader in the Empire. All right, so I know I'm right now. <laughs> and three, so can mine. revive Death Trooper. My answer was Krennic. Six to ten. All right, so we both got three on that one. All righty. Question number five. All right, last one. Question number five. First hint, gains protection when hit. Locking in my answer. Seriously? Aren't there a bunch of those? That's that's a ballsy move. He's looking for points. Okay. Alright, um. I'm gonna wait for the next hint. Is a tank does not Lighting gain health. So far. When hit. Yeah, you probably got it then. You got two of that are right. Um Ooh. Ooh. I do not know the answer, so this is probably going to be good Ooh. for you. Is a tank that does not gain health when hit. Gains protection when hit. All right. And the last clue is... I don't know, I'm waiting for the last one. What is your Prince answer? Allies turn meter when hit while taunting. Well, I got an answer, but I don't even know if maybe, it's right. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, okay, so if he has the Zeta, this happens. That is correct. Right? Yeah, it is. My answer is Stormtrooper Hog. Uh-huh. As I mentioned as one of the Zetas that... All right, yeah, because that's the Zeta is know, when he's hit, he gains, what, 5% protection? All right. Whew. All right, nine to eleven. That one got you a couple points back. All right, so the last thing 
Theme next week is maybe more name that tune. Maybe I, some Zeta I or not. Really like maybe this some too. lightning I rounds. Really cool. I really I, hope it's name that the tune. The thing I liked I about really, it was the really riskiness of continuing to this. go. Like, you know, you're giving up points by taking more clues. Like, very, very well done. Tash, this trivia kicked ass. Well done, dude. I agree. Very nice. That was really fun. All right. Well, as far as we go, that is going to do it for us. Uh, a week filled with no what we information do. from CG to speak of for this week. We managed to talk for two hours and 45 minutes. So that's that's pretty much how the Shattered Order goes. Thank you for the people that are still here with us watching the end of this podcast we appreciate you Indeed. hanging out with us and and just just chilling um for all of those that have made it to the end of the podcast thanks for listening if you love our show please go to patreon.com slash shattered order and support us we appreciate everything that you guys do for us because without this community for this game we would not be making this podcast we love talking to you guys we love taking your questions we love talking to you in discord you guys are the best so also if you have amazon prime you get a free subscription on twitch if you want to throw that our way we appreciate that as well it really helps us to up the sound quality the production pretty much everything that goes into this podcast with your support we continue to make it better your feedback all of those things indeed so and uh without further ado thank you for listening and we will catch you all next week